All right. Can everyone hear me? Mic check. Good. Man, I feel like we have been on this. Uh, we've been on the premieres to stream where it kind of feels weird just going straight into a stream. Yeah, without I, a specific thing. Yeah, I, I think the uh, being so far behind on editing is finally catching up to our content. So I'm hoping over the next day I can get caught up. You know, even though you were sick, we didn't do a shorter do, do you know how into. do you know how long that podcast was if I leave everything? Seven hours. <laughs> we talked for seven well, hours. One of those topics we had we had some issues with. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll, it'll seven, work itself out. It will. It will. So so here is uh a teaser for you guys before we start getting into the greetings and everything like that. So we recorded for the podcast, ended up going on uh, an hour and 40 minute tangent into <laughs> how I would have committed this crime. Okay. And uh, shout out to A.R. Hayes. So our, our podcasts always take about two weeks for the longer version, the long forum version to come out just for editing and things like that. So for us, it's really important when we use somebody else's idea. And A.R. Hayes came out with a video talking about how he would do the crime. So I don't want to present it like, you know, it, it was our idea, but he comes from a crime background. I used to like over a decade ago. Whoa, your hair. Um, and so uh, Malia was interested in how I would have done that crime. And it ended up turning into this huge tangent that's like an hour and 40 minutes that is going to be out there for the members. So we are taking that out of the podcast. We're turning it into a members only video. And I think it's good because of how many different possibilities we go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I tried to lock it down to just one possibility of how I would have done it. And that will be in the podcast. So it, it's going to be a great podcast. I think the podcast episode, it's going to be episode 17. And it is... Uh, about four hours, about four hours long um, after everything's all said and done. So I hope you guys are excited for it because it's going to be good. Now, I was sick, though. I, I'm feeling a lot better now, but I was like beyond. I was so sick on Friday. And so we had to delay it a day and record it on Saturday. And I was finally feeling like better. But that was it was a blur. Those two yeah. days were a blur for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. like the sickest I've been in a very long time. But I seem like I'm getting over it fast. Thank God. Yeah. Well, when when we were in deep conversation, you were still actively engaged. So. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I, I like A.R. Hayes, too. And uh, I, I really like that he is so raw now. 
one of these days we'll connect because I feel like I could help him get his subscriber base through the roof with just a few small changes because and why I'm saying that is not because there's something wrong with this content. But for those of you that don't know, I have uh, a bachelor's degree in business and merchandise marketing so marketing is kind of my thing creating businesses are kind of my thing uh in that sales industry and um his his motivation i think is so important it, growing up around criminals being a part of crime um th that is one of our biggest areas of opportunity as a country in my opinion as a country we fail our criminals we fail our people who we hold accountable with our justice system and when we send them to prison we create great criminals that is that is not how rehabilitation is supposed to work you know what i mean no, so not. Yeah, a AR does phenomenal. He's incredible. Um, I could just show him some tricks with his uh, with his video process with colors. It's it, it's not what you guys think. Uh, it, it's more color marketing. So uh, there's certain things that uh, that that make people more attracted to videos without them knowing that it's subconscious things that will um that will attract people to it oh i appreciate that rumsey trying to pull a brad pitt here with the hair and the beard you know <laughs> all right so let's dig into the hellos from everybody the hot dog has been published Oh, yes. So we got hot dog emote now. What? Yeah, you might have to refresh your browser, but let's see. Someone refresh the browser and see if you can post a hot dog. I was trying to get it uploaded because I had it done. I just hadn't uploaded it yet. Hot dog. Hmm. You should be able to click that and just see it. No? There it is. Yeah. Oh, it's not loaded yet. Oh, it's man. not going through. It's there, but it's not coming through yet. Okay. All right. So tonight, though, we had a special, we have a special episode on the books where one of our axiom quotes. Okay. Let me see. Do, do I have. Yay. There's the hot dog. Let's let's get into our axiom here. For those of you that are that are uh, live watchers and don't like watching pre-recorded like that uh, here. For those of you that, bam, there we go. All right, so the thought riot axiom that's a good place for us to start this live off so uh at thought riot podcast we commit to being honest intelligent unscripted 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 for all those vocabulary warriors out there i see you unscripted and interesting conversations bringing information we get following it wherever it leads holding nothing back sharing brutal honesty the entire time we censor nothing 
and talk about everything. Yes, I feel like we need to do like a high five chest bump, you know? Yeah, I, you know, with true crime, a lot of people just expect you to uh, have this whole scripted story, like more like Annie Elise style, which is incredible. And I love it is incredible. That. Yeah. But um, a lot of people who are into true crime will come to our channel and not quite get it. They won't, yeah. it won't, they won't get it yet. Yeah. And, but eventually a lot of them end up coming around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a talk show. Absolutely. I go out of my way to make sure that I don't cut the mistakes in the vocabulary and things like that, you know, like, like in, in content where it's heavily edited and there's nothing wrong with that. You won't hear people use the filler words like, um, things like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. or even you know what i mean you know yeah um mm -hmm. but i think as a salesperson right what one area that i feel like i'm really strong in is uh in sales and and working with people i can't tell you how many hours i've spent in front of a mirror you guys like talking to myself watching my body language listening to my tonality recording myself and listening to myself over and over and over again that's probably why I don't feel weird hearing my own voice. You know how a lot of people fear, feel weird? I've never felt weird hearing my own oh, yeah. voice. I used to feel super weird hearing my own voice. I still feel a little weird sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyways, uh, along that same line there, uh, those things make people feel connected to the conversation and that's what we want i i wanted to come into this to learn from you guys because i am i i don't think i am some super smart intelligent brainiac type person out there i depend on our viewers to help learn together and grow together and i think that is where the sweet spot is at yeah you know yeah let's say hi to everybody real yeah. quick um yeah let me see hey casey hello miss kelly hey madison hey there dara and hello i hope you're doing well uh bianca hi um who else is here we're good, Eric. Thanks for asking. Much better now that like my fever has gone down. <laughs> hey, Michael and Joanne, you got your tinfoil hat on. That's good because we're going to get into uh, some conspiracy theories tonight. If you haven't already guessed. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I totally didn't land that point. That's why I was talking about the axiom to explain to everyone that we talk about everything, even if it seems improbable and unlikely. We are going to talk about it. You can still talk about it and not put people's ideas down yep. while looking at a situation objectively scientifically and and seeing if it has any legs to stand on its own you know yeah and hey rumsey i see we have some uh fans of ar Hayes in the chat that's Good. great yeah that's um, great thank you guys for the the well wishes appreciate that hello from vegas well yes. hello mary from vegas vegas is so much fun yeah, I, I've enjoyed Vegas every time I've went. 
I've never had anything like out of all the cities in the world that I've had the most like messed up stuff happen in Vegas hasn't been one of them for some reason. Now I know people who had messed up stuff happen to them. They're like yeah. pretty crazy things. But for whatever reason, when I was out walking around, nothing scary happened to me at Vegas, which yeah. is a, I don't know. I have, I've, I've had both. I've had both. So we, uh, we had family members that were, I don't know if that's exposing too much. Um, you just have had family out there before. Yeah, but part of building Vegas. So they were mm. partial owners of casinos. They were known by everybody. Uh, they owned <laughs> multiple dock slips, like docks out there. Um, and I, anyone from Vegas will understand that connection, you know. Hey, Ian. Yeah, star of the chat. <laughs> He's prisoner of the chat. Prisoner of the chat. And Michael is king of the chat. Yep. Hey, Kimmy. Camo crown. You're not, you're not really late. You're just in time. Yep. And hey, Violetta. We're slow ramping up always. Yeah, we, we take a minute. We want to say hi to everybody. Hey, Chief. April, who hates the own sound of her voice. <laughs> That's how I've been most of my life. Hey, Rosie. Yeah. Hi, Tara. So true. Many true crime channels play it safe. In fact, most only cover the cases that have been solved or cold cases. Yeah we've, yeah, we've tried some cold cases, but I think it's pretty clear that's not what people want to see from us. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to talk about like them being solved and stuff. And we still do those with like breaking news sometimes. But uh, the deep dives into cold cases, they don't, they're not really what a lot of people seem to want or to we, hear about. Or we need to try a different approach with them and lean into the science because we've gotten a lot of response back that people love the science deep dives where like we'll look at evidence or how a case is solved and look specifically into the science and how it works, the statistical probabilities around the success of like the DNA and uh, how likely somebody is to commit this crime. If it seems like this MO is fitting of the suspect and things like that, you know? Yeah. So hi, Lynn. Uh, I hope you're feeling better from strep and got it treated with oh. antibiotics because strep is terrible. It man. is no joke. Uh, hi, Sydney. Uh, so you're having trouble becoming a member on your own iPhone. We hear this a lot, yeah. a lot. Um, we will post the members yes. link and yes, I hope yes. that helps. Um, if not, there should, for whatever reason, it pops up on my phone sometimes and sometimes it doesn't. When you hit subscribe, technically that subscribe button is supposed to go away and a join button is supposed to be in its spot. Um, for some reason, uh, it's just blank sometimes. And I have no explanation for that. Um, because but Google hates here Apple, is a link. maybe. I don't know. Here is a link. Uh, and hopefully that helps. Hopefully that'll take you to where you need to go. Because I've also, some people said it didn't work, but we'll see. Yeah. It depends on what device you're on. Uh, can we dis Tara said, can we discuss BK being the DoorDash driver? Absolutely. Uh, Rosie, so AR Hayes' channel is a convict's thoughts, plural. A convict's thoughts. Yeah, you want to post a link? Yeah, I'll just, I'll pull it up. Here. 
So for, at least for us here at Thought Riot, I know everyone's different, you guys. Um, but when we when we get ideas from people, we like to give them a shout out because ideas are money. Um, and you know, coming from the world of business and creating businesses, ideas are money. So I want to be able to give credit where I can. Uh, it that's not kind of how things work in the true crime community right now, but you know. Here we go. So this is A.R. Hayes, and this is who we stole the idea from to uh, give my opinion on uh, how I would commit the crime with my background knowledge in that. So check him out. It is at A Convict's Thoughts right here. Yeah, I think his Facebook might not have an S. I was getting so confused on the podcast. I was like, wait, does it have an S or not have an S? Yeah. Because I thought I remembered seeing it without an S and thinking it did have an S. And yeah, never mind. <laughs> uh, hello, Ro Rowena. Rowena? That's yeah. kind of a cool name. Um, a lot of people feel like there's a possibility that Koberger could be innocent. And I'm right there the with you. Room. I think he could be. Uh, hey, Manda. That's okay. Glad you could join. Um, you know, that's funny you're saying that, that you think he relapsed and 1122 was a trap because I was literally just theorizing about that the other night. Like, is there a possibility that he relapsed, went to go get something? And Brennan thought this was like outlandish and there's no way. But is there a chance that he relapsed? Because again, I'm going to say it again. Relapse is a part of recovery. It is almost guaranteed that you will relapse at some point. And if not, you're one of the lucky few. Um, but if he relapsed, because say things are really stressful or he got his hands on like a bunch of money, like there's lots of things that can lead to a relapse. He goes and he tries to find drugs wherever he can, knowing that frat row might be a really good place, okay? Goes down there and somehow gets caught up in something, you know, like he's driving people around to maybe go find it and they are in that area and somebody uses him like as a getaway driver and he doesn't even know, like, I don't know. I don't know. Then you would think there's DNA in the car. But I was just like tossing around the idea the other night. Um. <laughs> I got it. I'm ready. Chaos Sector. I don't think I've heard of that channel before, Rumsey. Yeah, I'll pull it up, though, just so I don't forget and I'll check it out. Oh, you're like me, Casey. Never had a bad experience in Vegas. Me either. But I do know somebody who got robbed there once, but they were not doing good things. So it made sense that they got robbed. Um, Chaos Sector. I'm going to have to write that channel down. Hey, Ashley. You don't even think BK was there that night? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I just think that if he was there... I feel like I have a little bit of a different perspective on it. However, I wonder, like, Brian Koberger is someone I would love to talk to. I wonder if we can reach out to somebody that is a doctorate in criminology and compare and contrast how somebody in, crim in, in 
the line of criminology would do a crime versus how somebody with a criminal background would do a crime. You know what I mean? Is there a separation between real life experience and book smart experience? There is a difference. But I, I mean, in law enforcement, though, because you got to remember, law enforcement is training their uh, their potential agents, uh, officers, whatever, from real life experience that they have caught convicts or or suspects or or people doing. So it, it's like they're being taught from real life experience without actually doing it themselves. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. One thing that I would say is that I don't know if I've ever heard a cop approach a situation and crime thinking, am I looking at a misdirection? And that's one thing that somebody who has done crime before knows if there's going to be a scene uh, you need to misdirect. Now, there's a big difference between a criminal that plans out crimes and a criminal that is sporadic. You know, I think a lot of people have this idea in their head that a criminal is like uh, one of those drug addict people that are that fly at the, off the seat of their pants and everything is sporadic and not well thought out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I that. The, yes, those are the criminals that get caught. Those are the criminals that get caught. But there are another group of criminals out there that associate with white collar criminals that do things very differently, very differently. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, thanks for all of the uh, <laughs> all the conspiracy theories, Mike. Yes. I've never heard the alien one, though. That's that's one I haven't heard. Oh, um, that would be so great. Yeah. So Del Delphi, I think, was a cold case. I mean, they were going yeah. on five years and nothing until randomly. They just seems like they find the statement buried and pull it out. And they're like, that's the guy. Uh, hey, Steve, good to see you. Um, hi, Sarah. And so I'm I'm going to be making a video, too, about my background for members. Um you know, we're a bit more private, but I will say that I have, I went to college for biology. I did not finish. Um, and I bartended and have done things in makeup and different online things, but that's marketing stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. Random. I never could quite find like the one thing, you know what I mean? Like you did for like 15 years. Like I, I bounced around. I mean, different things I wanted to try and do. Yeah. But the way that I've always looked at life is I when I'm working for somebody, I'm not doing something I want. So I'm usually always doing something on the side, always um, and creating a business to sell it and creating another business to sell it. Th this is probably this channel is probably the first time I've been involved in something where I'm excited to take part in it for myself, not just for, for the success of the channel to, you know, have monetary success. So, yes. All right. It worked. Yay, it Steve, worked. You got yes. A membership. 
Welcome. We are super stoked that uh, you're a member. We're super happy that you're here and you will be able to see some of that awesome content coming out. Oh, wow. Look. What? Katie Bear. I just wanted to say my brother was, is in Sigma Chi. I was a sorority, same house as Maddie and Dylan. I also wrote my thesis on drug trafficking in Chicago. Would be willing to share. Yeah, we would love that. Reach out. Um, yeah, send us an email. Are you sure. posting the email? Um, and we'll we'll figure things out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Chicago is a very big hub, ran by uh, a little bit of a different cartel than your West Coast because. Uh, in the Texas area, that's one cartel at, at that uh, border. And then in Southern California is a different cartel yeah. in that border. And they do things a little bit different, but both of them are equally dangerous, moving similar type of weight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't see what that one comment said. Uh, it's okay, though. It which one? I don't know. Something some, about speculation. Yeah, some creators are scared of speculation, like it's a uh, dirty word, and yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the true crime community is, uh, and even mainstream media, I see a lot of times like, oh, I don't want to go too much into speculation, and then they dive right into it. They just don't call it that. Yeah. Um, which is silly to me. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. No, there's nothing wrong with it. You just have to be clear. You have to be clear in what you're communicating. That hey. People out there are talking about this thing. Now, the only way to see if it's even a possibility is to talk about it, is to hear from other people, is to try and connect dots, is to see if it makes sense. You know what I mean? See if it has its own legs. Uh, thank you so much, Mountain Mama. Appreciate that. Yes, please hit the like button, the notification bell, subscribe, do it all. It helps out a ton. Thank you very much. Uh, we have watched Get a Clue. Um, I enjoy some of Get a Clue's content for sure. I just have my own opinions. Um, I, you know, I don't think there's any way to prove anything without a reasonable doubt, without more information. Yeah. Now, do I think that all is a possibility that BK never stepped foot there, that his DNA got there through, that it's either fabricated or it was planted? Yeah, I do think that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. I just can't say that for a fact. Personally, I can't. Yeah, I think any of those three things are likely. They are likely. Now, would I think automatically that it could be planted in this situation if we didn't have proof of two of the officers that are involved manipulating and fraud and fraudulently submitting um uh, fraudulently submitting evidence in the Dr. Moore case? No, I probably wouldn't think that. But if the glove fits. I see Chaos, Chaos Sector. A lot of you guys are saying it's worth a look and they, yeah. uh, they're they a good channel. So we will check them out. Absolutely. Uh, Tara asked, do you review other channels? If so, can I suggest something? Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, you can suggest something for sure. Um, um, can't guarantee. I mean, we haven't really done a review. We do a creator spotlight every week on the podcast where we yeah. highlight a channel mm -hmm. um, and we say what we like about them. We ask them for a statement, um, yep. you know, about like why they're in true crime, um, what their goals are, things like that. And mm -hmm. then we we share that. Yep. I need to start posting those 
on their own in their own playlist so that they can have their own spotlight separate from the actual podcast. You well, know? I think we should turn it into like a short, like I'll start clipping it up every week and making it a short to yeah. post. Yep. I think that's yep. a good idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Oh, Casey. I don't, I don't know if you shouted out Casey. This? Mm-hmm. I just didn't see Casey in the chat until now. I did. I said oh, okay. hi to her. She was here Must from the beginning. When I was going to the bathroom. I think she was the very first person in here. Oh, well, ADHD, all right. <laughs> That's my go-to excuse. Uh that that Ashley, you were asking who somebody is. That's a frat. That's one of the frat kids that Ethan got in a fight with. Just yeah. so you know. We are not married. Okay, so this is Katie who said she was uh, in the same frat as Dylan. I mean, for my thesis, I surveyed 10,000 high school and college students in and around the city of Chicago. The amount of drugs they did, the number was even higher than they said yeah. on there. Yeah, mm. so we just did a video on the, the statistical evidence around drugs in uh, high school students and college. Uh, because we're covering some of those details locally and uh, their statistic was 90% plus and they show the work on what is it samsa.gov so on samsa.gov they I, I think in the video I said that it was 180 pages it's actually like 300 and something pages of showing their work, how they got to the conclusion that they came to. And there were some math problems in there that are uh, they're they're figuring out probabilities and statistical probabilities for kids saying that they aren't using when they are. And all that stuff is taken into account. And that's why it's 90 percent plus, because there is a gap of error there whether you know they're, they're going to be honest or not so uh we would love to talk to you about that stuff that's super interesting and i think adds a whole bunch of likelihood to this theory now one thing we do when we look at theories is we try and keep the current suspect out of it, right? And see, is this theory able to stand on its own two feet by itself? Mm -hmm. Is there some kind of connection? Can we find some kind of motive? Uh, can we find some kind of means? Can we find any kind of evidence that could make people think, whoa, what, what is going on here? It feels like there's something more, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, hi, little Har Oak. Har Oak. Kind of that's an interesting name. Um, okay, so I think it's very possible Alex Murdaugh did not shoot his family. I think honestly, that's more likely than that he did. He's but he is to blame, in my yeah. opinion, and he is exactly where he should be. Um, I think he had something to do with it, even if it was not him to pull the trigger. Yep. Because yep, the two I guns, agree. the way the way they explained it going down that night, like which I don't think they ever gave a clear, defined like this is exactly what he did tactically. I can't see it happening. I yeah. just can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't either. He he's so un inexperienced around crime and criminal activity. 
it takes a certain person to be able to do that and to be able to keep it together and say that he swapped guns somehow, but then got rid of the guns and then called the police. I don't know. I just don't see it. But I do think that his lack of experience and interest in being involved in crime is the exact reason. You know, he, he had some enemies in that area, some major enemies with some serious gangs in that area. Okay, Miss Kelly. Hey. All right. Yeah, should we get into something? Yes. Where do we want to go first? I think that a, a very real possibility is that it was aliens. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's it's aliens. Yeah. Aliens came in and scrambled up Koberger's brains. Solved. Yep. Solved. No. <clears throat> so. Some of the theories out there, let's get into these leading theories. OK, and we brought this up a little bit the other day and it was interesting. People were interested in talking about it. So I wanted to bring this up again and uh, I, I'm going to make this ask again to you guys because i've had some people reach out there is a, a there is a theory that is talked about so much okay uh, like i hear it everywhere you guys that there are the this underground fight club that has to do with the underground tunnels um, I don't know if they happen in the underground tunnels. I don't know if they're accessed through the underground tunnels. I don't know what, but there is this idea that there was a fight club going on there. Now, I tried to dig into this, and I don't think I've showed you this yet, but I, I'm wondering if this is where the idea came from. So it, it's a well-known I don't know if it's allowed at all schools, but there hey, is. Hey, A.R. Hayes. Hey, we just got done talking about you. And yeah. then you. Then you pop up in here. We gave you a shout out and A.R. Hayes is in the chat, everybody, uh, who we were just talking about and linking on the screen. Um, yeah, everyone's saying hi. Yes, that's awesome. So. The Fight Club. Mm -hmm. Okay, here, let me see this real quick. I want to. Pull something up here. And like like we said before, guys, even if we discuss um a theory, that doesn't mean we believe it. We're just we're talking, we're going down conspiracy rabbit hole tonight, just you know, pondering these different theories, seeing if there's any weight to any of them. Okay. So college fight nights, and these happen all over the nation. We got a new member, just so you know. Yeah. Hey, all right. Marie, welcome. Yes. Welcome. We're super stoked to have you. Thank you so much, A.R. Hayes. We yeah, appreciate that. we appreciate that. And we also think you are amazing. And I, man, and there's a lot of creators that are, that come out right in, in the true crime community that, uh, are out here just because they have an interest in true crime. And that is great. That is phenomenal. But one thing that's close to my heart is, uh, the, is, is what you're pushing for AR is, is some more focus and interest into 
our legal system, into our prison system, into the fact that we're told when people get convicted, they go to prison and they're supposed to be rehabilitated. And it is not a rehabilitation. It is uh, it is college for criminals. You know what I mean? And yeah. a lot of times I've had friends go in there. I had a friend go in there that caught a manslaughter charge from a fight, be drunk at a party, got in a fight. Somebody ended up dying. Okay. He was I don't know if he was an A student, but he he was passing all of his classes. He was doing good in school, gets into this fight, accidentally kills somebody, goes to prison and comes out a hardened criminal, bro, tatted up with yep. uh, affiliations for uh, ideas that I, I had never heard come out of his mouth before. And uh, it's a shame. It sucks. It is awful. And I think it's something that we can do better by looking to other well, countries. And, you know, that char that's what happened to Charles Manson. So he had <laughs> exactly he, he, right. Exactly. A.R. Hayes has the same experience. Um, so I I watched something on Charles Manson about his childhood and his childhood, he had a lot of issues like with his mom and everything. Um, but he was institutionalized. He went in and out of institutions. Yes. And that was his experiences. Each time he went in, especially when he when he went to big boy, you know, jail. Yeah. Um, he came out with ideas from those people. Like, yep. I, I believe somebody claims he stole a lot of the ideas this person had in prison and used them himself. Um, but that was that was his experience, too. Uh, and Charles Manson is one of the most notorious, you know. Um, he went in, like you said, with a with like a high school diploma and came out with a college degree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, criminals, especially successful criminals, are some of the brightest minds that I've ever associated with, which is the exact opposite of what society feels like uh, when they're thinking about looking at or talking about criminals. And, you know, it's because they are at a different level of circumstance where their life is on the line around these ideas that they're coming up with, you know? Um, it, it's it's super interesting and it makes me just glad that you're around AR. I think that it is something that overall everybody can care about more because man, I just, we need more rehabilitation. I feel like our prisons are in a similar circumstance to like Ecuador's, you know what I mean? They're, they're going in there to associate with the homies. Yeah. Our, our <laughs> prison know? system really is like a, maybe not a third world country, but like a second world country. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, Absolutely. It's, it's not first world country status the way that a lot of European prisons are where you go in there and you have like what a healthy normal life should look like. You, yeah. you know, you have an apartment that you're supposed to keep up with. Um, you have your own space. Like you are treated like a person, not an animal mm -hmm. and you are expected to work. Yeah. And, and so that when you come out, you can be a part of normal society without having that huge shock of yeah. like going from one environment to another, not knowing what to do with yourself or how to act or, you know, uh, that's why a lot of them end up going back. And it's it, super sad because yeah. like, I didn't get to tell this the other night when we were talking about it, but I had a friend in high school 
actually, this was in middle school when him and one of my friends stole a car. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were just being dumb young kids, stole a car. They joyride. Yeah. They were joyriding, rode it around town, got caught. And after that, like he went to juvie for that. After that, he was, he, he literally kept going back every time he got out within months yeah he would be right back in and now as an adult he's in prison yeah yep you get institutionalized you get comfortable absolutely 100 percent. absolutely it's super sad because he was a really smart like bright kid um he had a great personality he, he just he was a risk taker like the rest of us mm-hmm. and for him he got caught yeah and, he... and the difference is in in our prisons like you're going in there and you're learning how to be a better criminal and obsessively playing pinochle or spades um, and and trading Twinkies, you know, like that is that is not real life. That is not how life is when you come out of prison. So it, it's just really unfortunate. It is really unfortunate that our prison system works like that. So, OK, here, let me go back to this because this will get this video taken down if i let it play too long so this is college fight night you guys um and colleges come together it it can be one in the same college it can be uh different colleges but i'm assuming this is where this idea came from now we've heard time and time and time and time again that there is a connection to the tunnels under moscow And this fight night, I, again, I have not been able to find any evidence that says that these fights are happening in the tunnels, that these fights are like, do you have to go in the tunnel to get to where the fight is? I don't know. But I asked everybody uh, probably a week ago, if you have any evidence, I mean, any evidence of this, I would love to see it. And I don't mean that in a way like, haha, this isn't true. You can't show me evidence. Like I, I legitimately want some evidence because I do think that colleges and sororities and fraternities can have fight nights. You got to remember. So, you know, Sigma Chi has a fight room for UFC. Oh, really? Yes. They have a room where they watch the UFC fights and they call it their UFC room. So there is a connection to fighting there. Okay. So is it possible that they have a fight night there on the college? Yeah. I, I think that's possible, but did it happen that night? Is it, is there some connection to that fight and this crime? You know what I mean? And I'm just not willing to make that jump without having something text messages something see i'm of the mind which i think the fight club is very possible you guys like ever since that movie fight club that became something like i've heard of people doing things like that uh i've known people who have been a part of stuff like that um it became something you know that people actually started doing uh but and with UFC, like the popu- the popularity yep. of it MMA and UFC. It popped up all UFC, at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when I was growing up and I was in like high school, early college years, a lot of the guys I hung around would spar and like do stuff like that together just for fun. Yeah. I um, did it too. Yeah. So, but I don't know that that has any connection with the frat fight that we're hearing about yeah i think the frat fight that happened from all accounts from what we're hearing was a misunderstanding or something 
an actual fight where they were mad at each other. Words were said. They got into a fight and Xana had to break And maybe it up. that sparked it. Maybe, that's maybe what I'm people thinking. heard that there was a fight locally and it has then turned into a, a, a game of telephone, right? And has turned into, hey, there are fight nights. There was a fight night that night. Now, it... I know that people are saying that there is a that they they have video cameras of people watching this fight on their phone. However, I have not been able to see anything that confirms that. So, you know, I'm asking everyone who's going to watch this video, if you have legit evidence, right? Not not an assumption, not a hey, look, they're looking at their phone and they're looking at the fight. I need something that shows me two people going at it confirmed, you know, yeah. in order to be able to go down this hole and say, okay, now we have some, some kind of concrete evidence that something was going on here. Now, what else can we find? And I, I'm having a hard time finding that a very, very, very hard time finding that I'm, I'm more on the mindset that it it's, it's, created from a game of telephone instead of it actually being we're going to get proof of tunnels we are yeah and i wanted to say ar i'm really happy for you i truly am that you found somebody a wife that supports you a partner in life and that you're doing better and that you're you know going down the right track now um you know been there myself though i've not done time Here, like that let me see Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, but yes, the tunnels, we do know there are tunnels. That is a fact. That is not speculation. Yeah. There are tunnels. Yeah. We have maps of them. We have videos of them being built. They're steam tunnels for the university. Uh, the university specifically, right? Yeah. I think, yep. yeah, it's the universe specifically. It's been Here. a while since I've looked at it, but we, we went prove it. We went digging into it a little bit just so that we could know like what that was about. Um, but yes, there are tunnels for sure. Uh, I think a lot of people who are interested in this know that now, um, but I'm sure there's people who have no idea still. But absolutely. Yep. Here you guys go. So anybody that's hopping on here that's heard that. So the tunnels are real. Okay. And we we want to. We're we're probably gonna have some kind of content talking about the tunnels. Um, but they are real. Now, just because this theory that's out there with the fights and the fight night uh has some kind of evidentiary proof that there are tunnels doesn't make the fight real you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't make the fight night real but uh the the tunnels are definitely real you can see here uh building main steam tunnel university of idaho 1927 1927 photograph of building main steam tunnel and there's a whole bunch of them that you can look into they have the building permits they actually have the uh blueprints to show 
who owns what tunnel and based on where the tunnels are located over certain residents in that area, there are parts of the tunnels that are actually privately owned. Um, And some people have speculated that there are tunnels that are connected to 1122. There's been no proof of this. We have no evidence of this, but people have speculated that uh, 1122, the owner of that building, owned the tunnel underneath that just to give an example of kind of how that works right okay but um again like i was saying guys if you have anything please around that fight night please send it to my email we would love to know we would love to have some kind of basis in that to search from now going along that same line okay so do you do you have a conspiracy you want to bring up I mean, I wrote, I, I wrote down several. Um, I mean, so I think there's the relapse theory, which is kind of my theory, but I've heard a lot of people say that too, is that... Um, yeah. That, that was the theory I was kind of speculating on recently. So, Not to say it's literally my theory, but I've, I have heard it uh, around since I said it. I don't know if that's like me seeing it because I thought of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah. when you get uh, a certain type of car then you see that car everywhere yeah i i don't know but uh yeah there's there's is that a conspiracy theory though i don't know if that's a conspiracy theory i i okay with that it's so reality based in my opinion exactly exactly (laughs) that's another one of those things where even if he did relapse and even if he was using again uh it that doesn't necessarily mean there's a connection to drugs and the crime, right? Uh, when you look at the possibility of somebody relapsing like Brian Koberger, I think that just makes the possibility of other theories more likely. That's like a supporting supporting uh, piece of theory, whatever, you know what I mean? Or uh, that can be tied to another theory because if, if he did relapse, there's a couple different ways you can look at this, okay? Maybe Brian Koberger was a an angry user. Now, I have not come across this. I just want to be clear. It's not like, like people you know that are alcoholics or binge drinkers. There are certain people out there that can't drink colored liquors, right? Like uh, whiskey, because for whatever reason, how that's made sparks some kind of anger or whatever everyone's heard that before yeah now with dope it is not the same i've never heard that where well i have but not around aggression like that it's more like sexual based but um I've never heard like, oh, well, that person is an angry meth user. You know what I mean? I I think that a psychotic one, maybe. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like paranoid. Right. Yep. So thinking about him relapsing Brian Koberger, it could be presented in a way that, okay, Brian Koberger started using again, which made him more likely to commit crimes because when he's high, he is he doesn't have control of his his mental being his mental self his animalistic instincts you know going down this line that he's a a crazed killer so because he started using he started having these impulses to wanting to harm someone and that 
caused him to start looking for victims. Now, you can also take that same theory and say, okay, Brian was nowhere near the house. So how did his DNA get on that knife sheath and that knife sheath then get to the 1122 house? You know what I mean? Yeah. You see where I'm going? Like how that okay. theory could be used? So I think if, say he was using meth, okay, uh -huh. just, just literally off the wall, there's no evidence for this, guys. Say that a killer was using that drug specifically, and they get some kind of sexual gratification from killing. Mm -hmm. And meth brings out yeah. those urges sexually. Yeah. I mean, then I feel like it could be a catalyst. I I agree. I think it could go either way. But I my really theory do. had nothing to do with him actually using anything. Right. It was just the pickup. No, I, I understand that. I get it. I understand that completely. And you know what's really funny is, uh, did, did you guys ever hear that story about this guy who was taking an antidepressant and he was using meth <laughs> and he was using uh meth with his antidepressant and he said that so he he tried suing the company for that that manufactured the antidepressant saying when he used meth it made him gay Oh, that God. was not that long ago that was like six months ago and it was an active lawsuit strange right is yeah. there some kind of and I, that guy's life fell apart okay uh i think what really happened is he was having some issues mentally he started using an antidepressant he had already been using uh illicit substances and drugs and he got caught by his wife hooking up with dudes and he used that theory that these two combination made him gay to explain to his wife why he's cheating on her that's what i think was going on there oh that's so absurd and gross <laughs> dude agree uh so i i saw comments about the tunnels why are those connected to the crime and the fight club the fight club why is the fight club connected to the crime at all i think that's literally just because we heard there was a fight between ethan uh, and a guy at the frat house, and that there was some. It, it's part of the 4chan theory, Kimmy. If you want to go back and watch that video, the tunnels aren't. The tunnels no, are not. She was asking about how the Fight Club specifically, oh. how that was connected to the crime. Oh, I don't think it's part um, of 4chan theory. The Fight Club. The Fight Club is completely different theory. The Fight Club is the tunnel theory, where okay, so let's go down that route do you have something there's to say multiple theories it? around both of them yeah it's, but it's not like you can just say the fight club is only connected to that so the fight club yeah the fight club is not connected to 4chan in any way shape or form well i think because we heard there was a fight that night that's where that came no, from. no 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 no, no. okay uh, uh because that fight happened at sigma chi it does not have anything to do with the fight club so here is the other theory you guys and this is probably the biggest one out there so what a lot of people believe is that everyone went to the Sigma Chi house, okay? Are you listening? Mm -hmm. Are you reading comments? I'm listening. Okay. So everyone went to the Sigma Chi house, and 
that is where they were partying and hanging out, waiting for the fight night to happen, where they're going to go through the tunnels to this fight area. And uh, everyone says that believes this theory that Xana and Ethan were there, and that's where the crime actually happened. Then, for whatever reason, people say that they are are trying to cover it up. So then they took the bodies and and carried them into the house and that the tunnels are connected to that house 1122 so from the fight club wherever that was the bodies were carried through this tunnel up into 1122 and then uh staged where uh and then they were staged and then they laid waiting for Kaylee and Maddie. Okay, but I thought that was the cartel theory. Part of what? I thought no, you were so no, mixing them all up. There is the cartel theory that I've heard people talking about no. that it was cartel no. that did that. Nope. Nope. Okay. You're you're blending all know. of them. Okay. The cartel theory is strictly about drugs. That is about people flushing drugs and uh flushing drugs and then the cartel coming to act out a hit i'm just confused how you're mixing these up because they aren't even close to similar because i think they have all been mixed up i don't think so i've never seen it okay because how would the cartel be involved in a fight night i don't think they would be i think the the theory was there was drug trafficking in the tunnels they were being used to traffic drugs and they were also used for the murders. That is another yeah, theory. Yeah, but that's not connecting. That's, that's just, not that's, connected that's to the like, fight club at all. That's like saying, hey, this car drove down this street and that car drove down this street. So those cars are connected. No, that's just because there's tunnels there. Those are two different theories. They are two different theories. I just said it's not connected to fight club oh, at all. Oh, okay. Well, it's just confusing the way that you said it. So I, I didn't know that the fight club meant had anything to do with bodies being staged and carried through tunnels. Yeah. I I didn't know that was a part of that theory because when I heard the staging and carrying bodies through tunnels, I heard that a part of like the cartel, like trafficking theory through the tunnels. Yeah. But that doesn't have anything to do with fight night though. Right. Yeah. We've established this right now. What my curiosity is, is the Linda Lane footage has come out. And have you guys seen that supposed reflection in the car? Huh? I don't want to laugh, but it's really funny. Um, There's a Linda Lane theory out there, okay? That apparently in a reflection you can see people in hoods doing like a ritualistic slaying. You are so not paying attention. I am. Because you're focused on the chat. No, I am. A ritualistic slaying. (laughs) I'm doing a good job. Okay. I have to look at it. There's a lot of, there's a lot going on. We don't have a moderator. I have to look at it. To make sure everything's okay. I'm paying attention though. I promise. And if I don't, I will look away. (laughs) Okay. 
Go ahead. No, we already planned. We're going to come back to the chat. After I know. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not. Okay. We will. Our, our just plan... me talking and your input is good, but you you don't talk when you're paying attention to the chat. You okay. just don't. We're, we're, this is the layout we're supposed to be doing is we're supposed to be talking about whatever we're doing and then coming to the chat later. But yeah. I just want to make sure everything's okay, too. Yeah, if it's not okay, people reach out on Discord. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now with the with the uh, Linda Lane footage, what have you heard? Linda Lane footage. I have heard various things. So, uh, I saw recently a. Um, a video and I don't remember the content creator's name, but they're smaller and they basically said that they took the audio, they vamped it up. Okay. And we don't know what audio is real with the Linda Lane footage. Like we literally have no idea what's real and what's not, but they said they enhanced it. Okay. A lot. And then I was trying to listen and hear the subtitles. Like, you know how they, a lot of times when they're enhancing audio, they'll put subtitles to like show you what it's saying. Cause when you just listen to it, you can't actually tell. Yeah. Well, I could not really tell at all. And the subtitles were like supposedly saying the victims' names, talking about like it sounded like planning this crime. Yeah. I think that's in line with what I'm talking about. That there's a group of people at Linda Lane that had conducted this murder uh, around some kind of ritualistic killing. What? Yeah. A that, ritualistic That's killing? what's being said with the Linda Lane stuff. Oh, I didn't know about a ritualistic killing. Yes, yes. Either a ritualistic killing or there was like a group of people and there was some kind of fight that happened there. Well, I have heard actually a theory about the fraternity and that maybe there was um, like every so many years they're supposed to sacrifice a life. And uh, is that the local church? It wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the church. But okay. what's the theory surrounding the church? Just exactly what i'm saying and that that local church in the in moscow that has like really deep ties into the community has to sacrifice somebody okay so they're connected to the fraternity yes absolutely they they try saying that it's the police connected to the college connected to the fraternities connected to the church yeah, but Sigma Chi is like a international Yeah, but fraternity, that doesn't have right? anything to do with that. It doesn't? No. What this is locally. Okay. So that just that chapter in that town is connected to that church? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but the fact that they're international, I think, disproves that. Because they're still part of an, an international chapter that you think that there would be like Sigma Chi people in there that that would not get spread to the other chapters. Well, that's what that's you just told me that didn't matter. That's why I brought it up. They're international. That's, yeah, that is important to me when looking at that. Yeah. As contradiction, though. Yeah. 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 As a contradiction. So. 
Um, I feel like all these theories can be explained away very easily. Now, with the Fight Club, people think that they could easily carry a body through the tunnel. I suggest you guys try and carry a full-grown body limp. It's yeah. not going to happen. No. It is not going to happen. If you if you if you were hurt and I had to carry you, you'd be dead. Cuz I couldn't carry you. Yeah. I could and not. I already know I couldn't. There's no way. But e even if it was all I could men, drag you maybe. I okay, so there's <laughs> there's only a couple so science can explain this away and I don't even think you need like a scientist, somebody that has a degree to do it. So if they were ended somewhere other than the house then there would be dna evidence from where the crime was committed to the house right there would be a blood trail absolutely and then i'm sure what someone else would say well what what if they didn't stab what if they were ended in another way okay but then the then the the wounds that were Stab wounds, it let's just say they were ended a different way, a bag over the head, carried through these tunnels, taken to the house, set up, and then the police were led astray by stab wounds. Their heart had already stopped beating at that point, and they would be able to tell that those were post-mortem wounds. Those po post-mortem wounds would not have blood going anywhere blood would already start to pool in the body it starts immediately after a heart stops okay so i think we all we know what we're talking about right now but i saw that some people are confused so what's the theory we're on right now what's the basic outline of the so theory we're on right now the the fight club and linda lane and i'm explaining why bodies being carried to the crime scene is not possible yeah but the fight club and linda lane like i was saying earlier there's so many theories and so many of them have bits and pieces that are super similar that if you just say linda lane that i feel like nobody's gonna know exactly what you're talking about well it could be any of them any of them that require the bodies to be transported okay okay all of the theories that require the bodies to be transported it's no. just not possible well, also, if the bodies were transported, I feel like there's no way there would be blood leaking out of the house without somebody like having having intentionally dumped blood in there. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think that without understanding how a body's blood starts to pool, uh, it, maybe it sounds plausible, but it's not. It is not. It is not possible. How long does it take to the blood to coagulate? You mean inside of a body? Yeah. I mean, I think a fight club is more reasonable than a church being involved. Uh, but that doesn't mean I think that the fight club has anything to do with the actual killings. I think a fight club is not that insane. Like, they're just, 
take the crimes out of it. A fight club existing between these fraternities, I feel like is not outlandish. It's very possible. Now, does that have anything to do with the murders? No. Does it uh, maybe create some speculation around um, how experienced people in that area are with doing things that are violent or uh, having violent tendencies? Maybe it could give like some, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, some weight I, behind some different personalities in the area. Yeah, I think that behavioral repetition is proof. I think that is evidence that there could be something more there. It's not proof, but it's evidence that there could be something more. And it says the first signs of liver mortis can be observed after approximately one hour after death, reaching its maximum around two to four hours. At this point, the blood is still liquid, allowing the marks to removed once pressure is relieved. Liver mortis? Yep. And that's coagulation of blood in the body? Like, mm -hmm. okay. Interesting. Postmortem lividity is the settling of blood in the lowest part of the body due to gravity. This process immediately starts at the onset of death since the blood is no longer actively pumping through the body. The blood will start pressing on the skin, leaving red and purple marks. This, the first signs of liver mortis can be observed after approximately one hour after death reaching a maximum around two to four hours. So that right there, in my opinion, you guys, knocks any of those theories out, all of them. Is anyone saying anything? You're on top, chat. Oh, crap. Hold on a second. Is anyone saying no. anything? No, not right now. I don't think so, anyway. Yeah, I think that's really important. That, uh, yeah, I think rigor mortis is different than liver mortis. Liver mortis is the focus of blood and rigor mortis is uh, muscular. Yeah. So rigor mortis is muscular, liver mortis is blood. Rigor mortis is the stiffening of joints and muscles of a body a few hours after death, usually lasting from one to four days. Liver mortis is the settling of blood in the lowest part of the body due to gravity. Your heart is no longer pumping and that blood starts to pool in the body, causing uh, bruising on the skin from the pressure internally. Uh, we also have a, someone else saying that paler mortis is turning white. It occurs in the first nine to 12 hours, then it turns yellow. Oh, yellow is, I didn't know and that. And then within, within two days, black and bloated. Ew. Let's see. 
I don't even like to think about that stuff. So paler mortis occurs as the skin starts to take on a paler tone, lacking circulating. Oh, so, okay. So that's interesting. So paler mortis is like a result of liver mortis mm. because let's say somebody's laying on their back and they're ended. Your heart is no longer pumping. That blood will start pooling to the back where it is going to show some signs of bruising. And then you could have paler mortis on that top portion of you. So I think where I'm going here without going any more, any too much more scientific, right? Is that I don't think that's possible. There would be very obvious signs of movement of the body, of movement of the body, of postmortem injuries, of it, if somebody is stabbed and their heart is working, you are going to get a very different response because you have an equal amount of blood throughout the body in the front, in the back and their uh, or internal organs than you are from somebody that is going through liver mortis and all their blood is pooling in one area because their heart has stopped. Mm. I just don't think it's so, possible. So it's interesting um, that, so we actually have two, like, you know how we have our circulatory system, okay? Yeah. And we have a heart that pumps that blood through our body. Well, we also have a lymphatic system that is similar to our cardiovascular system, but there's no pump. So your lymph nodes, when they get swollen and stuff, you know, that's part of your lymphatic system. You have all these lymph nodes, you have all these ways it travels to your body, but the only way that fluid moves through your body is if you move your body. Oh, so no So that's way. why they suggest lymphatic massages oh. and moving, like exercising is really good for your lymphatic system because it doesn't move unless you move, which I think is interesting. It makes me think of that. So if you had a body and the heart starts pumping, you could technically keep the blood moving by moving the body, I guess. And if you do, it's not going to all settle in one area the way it would. That's just what my brain is connected yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought to I see would if share. it wouldn't pool, but yeah. I think it would pool no matter what. And imagine carrying a body where the blood is pooling then. The weight would change. How how much blood weight is in a body? How much weight is the blood in a body? If we're too nerdy with these you guys, let me know. We can we can change the topic. I like getting nerdy. A trampoline benefits the lymph glands so, the most. Thanks, Griddler. <laughs> okay, so it says the average human body contains 5,000 grams. Which, what what is 5,000 grams? Two pounds? Is it? I think. There's only two pounds of blood in your body? Well, the, it's 32.5 grams per ounce. 16 ounces in uh, a pound. So look it up. But yeah, I, you know, I agree with you, Air Hayes. I don't think that the Fight Club has anything to do with the murders personally myself. Like I was saying earlier, I think that it could, I, I don't think it's, far-fetched to say there could be a fight club in the area but i don't think it would be connected to the crimes but i do think it could offer some insight into certain characters in the area their um 
their likelihood towards violence, uh, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah. 5,000 grams is 14 pounds. That is a lot of blood. Wow. Okay. How many? How much? Whoa, that's way more than what you were saying. Did you say two pounds? I did. Yeah. Yeah. But I could be off because we're dealing with liquid measure. So it's different. It is yeah. different. Yes, it is different. Okay, 14 pounds. Awesome to know. Blood in a body. And plus, blood is going to have a different consistency. So it says, what I'm reading here is that blood volume makes up approximately 8% of your body weight. So if my body weight is one, I think I was like 190 last time I got weighed in, that would almost be, that's spot on is what ch is saying so uh because mine would be what 15 pounds roughly roughly 15 pounds hmm. so interesting interesting yeah but i agree with you i think you're spot on i don't think that the fight club has to do with this crime and one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this topic tonight is because the these theories are interesting they're interesting they people like letting their brain free and digging into theories and ideas and making connections but if we're looking for justice and we're looking to help solve this actual crime while we should be talking about everything i think it's also important that we don't get stuck on something too right yeah because that linda lane idea with okay so i don't know who said this i i probably should have copied and pasted the whole comment but they said that there is a group of people and there was a leader and they could see them wearing a hood and the a robe and that hood and robe was like a dark ish color or something like that and they're saying they saw this all from a reflection uh in one of the cars and that they could hear all these things and everything and while that conspiracy idea is interesting if you just put a little bit of a little bit of digging into the possibility of that by like looking at a map above of where that reflection would be. Right. So if we know where the Linda Lane footage is, we know where that car is. We know where the overhead parking is. Get on Google maps and look at the overhead. So if you're looking at a reflection from where the camera is, you can guesstimate where that group of people is that you're saying was there. And then you can look at, see, who would have line of sight over that circle? Because those are apartments. Are we trying to say everybody in the apartment is involved in this? And they're like, oh, I hate when they're so loud doing their chanting outside. Turn up the TV. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, right. You know? Um, so do we have a picture of the supposed reflection of a person in a hood? Uh, so. And I'm glad you said that because I really wanted to bring this up. But one thing I don't think people realize is 
when we edit either us two or somebody else edit all of our footage, every time you make a saved file and you transfer it to somebody else, there are changes in those images. Now, if that file gets uploaded to a system that that doesn't match in quality, that quality is going to change and you're going to get differences in colors, differences in tone, differences in mid-tones, high tones, low tones, shadows, all these things. So take the Linda Lane camera that is really bad footage already, pass it through 50 hands or more. 50 is probably being lenient, you know, when, when thinking how many different people it went through. And then look at a reflection and that reflection is going to have all different kinds of systems overlay and shadow and discoloration and things like that. So um, the only way, the only way I would give any weight to that is if I had the original file and could do the editing myself. I hope that answers what you're saying. Yeah. Because I don't have a lot of faith in that footage. I've seen it. I have seen content creators who said, hey, look right in this area. You can see an outline of somebody. You can see them raise their arm like they're doing something to somebody. Uh, but immediately I, I see changes in the editing and sending and media file and everything else. That's what I'm seeing. I am not seeing an outline of a person. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to oh, see Oh, Jeff I, is a good person to speak on this. I wanted to see it for myself. Okay, we can pull it up. I mean, yeah. here, give me a second here. Because I haven't seen it. I I don't want to steal anyone's content. Let me see. So, uh, Idaho for Linda Lane. I mean, if you're just playing a clip, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I got you. I'll just keep the, the sound down. Hang on. I mean, there's people saying they have the unedited video, but how do you know for sure you have the unedited version? You don't. There is seen, no way to know. I, I've seen several people in Reddit claim that they watched the unedited Linda Lane footage, and I'm like, but how do you actually know that? Because do we even know technically where it came from? I believe the that it's in here. Right. Okay. So I'm going to show you guys this. And who is this? LTL True Crime Podcast. So shout out to you. That's the first one that I clicked on. Um, so if you're interested, check this person's video out. We never want to take any views from somebody like that. But correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to let this sit here just for a second. Anybody that is familiar with this theory, just verify this is the right one. We're supposed to be able to see bodies right here. Correct? Am I correct in that? Do you have the chat up? I've watched it, but I watched the close-up. So I just want to make sure that I'm looking at the correct one. Yeah, exactly, A.R. Hayes. I, exactly. What? 
nobody knows who has that has what video the owner of linda lane could sell it to anyone and then copies get made a hundred percent um micro kimmy said ltl is a is a good channel oh good 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 I don't know it this footage is like six hours long or something, so I don't think this is the right I mean it doesn't it's seem... this reflection though, you guys. I'm I'm gonna have to look at it again. Let's see here. How quick is only two? I'm pretty sure it's this right here that they're talking about. There's definitely like something right there, but look, look, hmm. look at that reflection. Right here. Is it playing right now? Yeah. You can see some movement, but dude, it could nothing. be anything. I mean, this is apartments where people live. Like, unless I see somebody with a pointy hood, like... I, I agree, really I agree, but that's why I want to talk about it. I think it's important that we talk about it, right? And go through this evidence to see, does this theory have legs? Because I, I think any theory that there could have been an issue within Linda Lane and bodies being carried is not possible. That's not possible because of what we showed. But is there something else shady going on here in this reflection? I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out with everybody, you know? Are you looking it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The reflections are different videos. Okay. Okay. I was wondering. I was wondering. I probably should have had this video before I came on here, you guys. But since we were getting into it, I figured we'd just check it out. But um, I have a really hard time believing that, that that's possible. Very hard. Just because of the science around the the body and how the human body works after the heart stops it is just not very likely in my opinion in my opinion but i will i'll research that again i will try and find that video again and i know malia's here looking at it looking for it too to see if we can pull it up 
Yeah, I agree, AR. I think that's where our biggest issue is right now. Absolutely. And that's where my my opinion, where the biggest problem is, is in the justice system. And uh, the fact that it seems like in a lot of these cases, our rights are being trampled all over. And, you know, it's really funny because these people come out and say, uh, like, shame on you. Let the let the cops do their job. But what what are you talking about? The cops uphold the law that the people vote for to put into place. The cops are public servants and we are the ones to hold them accountable. So this idea that we're we're supposed to get out of their way and let them do whatever they want. That's the opposite of what our Constitution says and our rights find anything no i have no idea what you're talking about i haven't found a single thing okay i'll find it i'll find it here i'm I guessing got, it's being go. honestly i think it's being buried in the seo Probably. um if i'm being honest because I can't find a single thing about it, like literally nothing. Uh, I'm gonna have to search on one of those other search engines. So annoying. I, I hate when Google does that. Like, honestly, I hate that they even block the Idaho 4 house from Google Maps. Like, what is the harm in people looking at it on Google Maps? Would you rather them go walk up to it? Like, go drive out there and walk up to it? No. Just let them look at it. Like, what is the harm in a picture? Yeah, I... You know, and I did see somebody saying, you know, like people are playing a living game of Clue uh, with these deceased people, um, these victims. And I couldn't disagree more. OK, I, huh? Yeah, it, it's not like that at, at all. It's. It's not for, I feel like when, when people look at content creators like us or others who are speculating, they're looking at it like we're getting something like out of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like almost like an addict or something like it, it's, it's not about that. It's about wanting I am justice. Getting, I am getting something out of it. I'm, I'm getting my rights and freedoms out of it. And we are here to hold our justice system accountable. That is literally what we're here to do, is to hold our justice system accountable. Um, they are public servants, and they are a, they're supposed to serve the law that the people have put into place via our voted politicians. I'm not going to go into politics, but that's where our laws come from. So this idea that we're not supposed to hold our police accountable, that is the biggest rubbish I've ever heard ever in my life, ever. We need people interested in our justice system. We need people interested in 
our rights as citizens. We need people interested in the uh, prison system like A.R. Hayes is. We need that. We need more people interested in that. It's on Once Upon a Crime. Like, there's not that many videos on there, though. Okay. Once Upon a Crime time. Okay. Uh, is it alive? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I I watched that video one time, and uh, I couldn't see that. Just knowing the little bit of experience that I have in editing made me immediately not feel like there was enough evidence there to keep going down that hole. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. But I think it's important that we talk about it and uh, – and, and and let people know that, hey, we're not just one-sided, only willing to talk about one thing. We're willing to talk about everything. But does that theory have legs? Can it stand on its own two feet? Is it backed by anything scientific? Is there anything that can tie it into reality? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why we're here talking about the conspiracies. That's the whole point. For absolutely. Absolutely. Is this it? No, that's the reflection of the four running past the I light. No, I'm not at that point anymore. I know that. Is this it? What is that? Maybe. Anyway, if any of you guys have it. <laughs> Please email it um, to us because it's kind of a lost cause at this point, to be honest. I can't yeah. figure it out. Um, I looked at Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Crime Time, but it, it doesn't look like it's explicitly stated on the title of the video or anything uh, or live stream or whatever it was. Um, so I don't know. I just don't want to sit here and waste any more time hunting it down. Yeah, AR. Exactly. Exactly. With it, when, when you're talking about rights of the people, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that a lot of people have that uh, there's this idea out there that if you don't automatically believe, trust, and buy in wholeheartedly to what law enforcement is saying is the story that you're against law enforcement. And that's just not true. That is not true at all in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm pro-law enforcement. I will go out of my way to help somebody that's an officer because their job is scary. Their job is hard. They have to put their lives on the line all the time. And I appreciate that I, so much. It is not an easy job. It is a terrifying job. And a lot of them have families that they don't know for sure if they're going to go into a situation that night and not come home to their family. And uh, that that takes a certain person. However, just because that job has a its risks doesn't necessarily mean that there shouldn't be accountability because you are still a public servant. You are still there to protect the rights of the people. And the people hold you accountable. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, when cops do good things, we try to call that out, too. It's not like we just focus on the negative always. Um, When we see commendable things, we shout them out. We've done it many times on the podcast. It's just not what gets the public's attention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. At all. (laughs) People tend to focus on the negative. They really do. Like, there's tons of um, news news outlets that are all about positivity and sharing good stories none of the negative but nobody tunes into those no like if you google it i have found tons that literally only focus on the good things going on in the world yeah honestly there's not that many yeah they they don't report on that much yeah uh but they're out there yeah that that's interesting that's an interesting idea that there are news sources that focus only on good and they don't get any views i don't see anything yeah Okay, so let's dig into the uh, grand conspiracy that they're working against Koberger. You don't think we should go into the FBI PSYOP? Sure. Like, what grounds could there be? Because I've heard this one stated a lot. Yeah. Is that people think that Koberger was a plant. Maybe even Kopaka too, a plant to uncover corruption. I've heard in the psyop theory that some people believe this crime didn't happen, that it's a setup. Hmm. Thank you, Kimmy. We'll look. I'll take a look real quick in here one second. So that. This, I mean, that's like the sand, that's Sandy Hook level, man. Yeah, <laughs> I can't go down that. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, it happened. Yeah, okay, it, it definitely there are happened. victims here. Yeah, and and even debating whether or not it couldn't have happened, I think it just gets to a level of offensive, and you're 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 at a point where you're denying there's victims, and that. That's something I just can't stand with. There's there's grieving families here. We can't do that. Agreed. I but, agree. But is there a chance that he was put in this position? But then who would the killer be? If he's in there to uncover something, would he have killed people to accomplish that mission? Or did somebody else do it and he was framed to uncover corruption? Like what what is that? Yeah, that the crime happened and that the FBI framed him so that he can uncover corruption. So intentionally. Intentionally. So I think this is the idea, okay? Is that he was already working for the FBI in this area. And trying to gather evidence, trying to get into that police station, right? And that 
when this crime happened, the FBI saw that as an opportunity to make it seem like he did it so he can be inside, like undercover, that he's working for the FBI right now. So PSYOPs have happened, obviously. So what are some PSYOPs that have happened that the public even has knowledge of? Where somebody was put into a position, was an undercover person, okay, undercover agent, and they were put into a position where they ended up getting caught up, okay, and and got arrested, then what happens? Do do they find a way to get their agent out of that? Do they let them get convicted normally? Like, what happens in situations like that? So, I don't know of any PSYOP that meets the uh, the possibility of, that has the same, that's similarly done as this crime, okay? I've heard of the FBI PSYOP where they reached out to a kid and manipulated this kid to conduct a crime. It's the same one that Joe Rogan talks about. Have you heard of that one? Which one? Uh, hang on. I'll get the name. Joe Rogan, FBI, kid. Yeah, and I just want to clarify, just because we dive into a conspiracy, you guys, it doesn't mean that, or we're debating it, doesn't mean we believe it. It doesn't mean we believe it at all. We're we're talking about it to see if there could even possibly be anything behind it. And also because other people do believe stuff like this. Other people um, do, yeah. There's a lot of viewers, a lot of emails, comments we get of these are things people have reached out and and you know given to us, told us, and we want to talk about them and give them a fair shot and weigh weigh the probabilities, weigh any evidence, um, likelihoods, just, just to have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? See, see where it takes us. This is really open-ended. They, they, they either believe it or they want people to believe that they believe it. I don't know which one it is, but so here things to set people up like the governor Whitmer thing where they, they had 14 people that were trying to kidnap her and 12 of them. Were FBI informants? Oh, that's right. Was that the lady in Michigan? Yeah, and the two guys that were like, they were like, we didn't even really want to do this. Like, they, were, they, were <laughs> dumb guys. they were dumb dudes that they talked into it. And they've done that before with people. That 19-year-old kid, they talked into detonating a fake bomb. They they, they radicalized him. He got a real vulnerable, dumb kid. Yeah. Radicalized him, gave him a bomb, told him the to plan to gave him a cell phone to call. He was going to detonate the bomb. He did it, and then they arrested him. Gave him all the stuff. They told him to do it. <laughs> then he did it. And they're like, ah, oh, we got gotcha. But he flopped stop this terrorist plot they're doing yeah hmm so that is one interesting yeah yeah um so do i hmm. think this is possible i i the the downside with this okay this is one of these theories that you're never going to be able to find evidence or counter evidence of either if this is going on nobody would know it and there would be no way to know it none 
No, there wouldn't. No way to know it. Yeah, I mean, they do put informants in danger, though, don't they? Like, I mean, in some situations, they do. Uh, they can. They do. Yep. There's that case of that girl where they sent her, like, sh all she was was a a sometimes user. And they had her go and try and buy a lot. A girl that has never probably even seen an ounce before in her life had her try and buy, like, pounds worth of drugs. And she ended up getting ended. Yeah. Gosh. Psyops have big goals. It's not about corruption if it is a psyop. I just. There's no way to know. This is one of these theories that we are not going to find evidence of one way or the other, other if it is a possibility. The only thing is in this theory is people really did die here. Hmm. So, what are you pointing out? Are you just getting caught up? I, just so you know. An adult cop working undercover at a high school? Gross. She hit on and manipulated a loner kid at the high school to get him to get her drugs, and he got arrested as a result. That's gross. Yeah. We have actually caught informants on the prison runs. I'm not even going to ask <laughs> what yeah. happened to them. Um, you don't want to get found out as an informant in prison, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so where I don't I haven't heard that crafts and crimes. So, but um, so what what do you think the purpose of putting BK in this situation? Um, what would even be the purpose, like of of having an informant or a secret agent? in the position that Koberger was in. What what is the benefit there? So is it drugs? Is it drug trafficking? Is it I can only think of two, okay? And one of them is drugs, right? So one okay, here's a piece of evidence that we know for sure. The biggest bust in Washington history happened less than a month after this crime i believe that's why the fbi was there that morning they were investigating they were invested in this area and they were gaining evidence in this area they heard about this crime and they were like oh shoot we got to go check it out right so was there some kind of involvement in that don't know but Man, we appreciate that, A.R. Hayes. That's awesome. We're we're learning it as we go. We're figuring it out as we go. 
We just like to create a community where anyone can share their thoughts. Anybody. I think it's important not to make people feel like, uh, like their theories aren't welcome here. You know what I mean? An echo chamber. Like I need all of you to believe what I believe or you're not welcome here. And that's a, that's a, that's a dangerous slope right there. You know? So I just see some comments about being nice and respectful. Um, just just be a reminder re- to be nice and be respectful yeah 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 otherwise we'll we'll have to remove you because that that's our one big ask here guys is that you just respect everybody's opinions and that um if you want to have a conversation and a respectful open adult conversation about your theory and opinion that that's what we want to do all day long but there's a way to do it without making it feel like it's bullying right here yeah we're we're accepting of everybody's opinion yeah, disrespect does flow heavy. That's so true. Um, and thank you. We appreciate that. I think you present yourself really well too, AR Hayes. You're you're very respectful, and I appreciate that a ton in yes. a world where people love to attack. Yeah. But I- um, if if any of you are having an issue, okay, please just alert us. Uh put yeah. up Put up an emoji like uh, which or emoji should at we do? Thought Riot. Here. If you did at Thought Riot, yes, we would see us. that. Yes, it'll highlight. It'll yep, highlight. It Just will. let us know you're having an issue, okay? Yeah. Um, that somebody's like being disrespectful. Because I am trying to pay attention, but I also have to like pay attention to uh, the conversation. Yeah. Just, Absolutely, just let us Rosie. know. And we'll take a look and we'll make sure everybody is feeling comfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah. We'll do a pulse check. Oh, the YouTube psychic being sued by the U of I professor and her claims. What did it start mm. with the YouTube psychic though? Or did it didn't it start with that other student that was calling out that professor saying that the professor had involvement? So this is a case which a lot of true crime cases have a ton of psychics who come to say they have some kind of inside knowledge okay all over social media i've seen it with the madeline mccann case heavy a ton of psychics saying all kinds of things about madeline mccann now one of the biggest um actually started working with what was her name julia something her name was julia she was from poland she thought she was madeline mccann we covered this before uh way back way back when it was going on and the psychic actually tried to help her like get yeah find out if she actually was madeline because she had the same eye defect she had some situations happen when she was little that made her think that she could actually possibly be madeline and i think she really believed that and Honestly, I feel like I don't have solid answers on the DNA, Uh, but she swore up and down and still thinks that Madeline's alive. 
And, and there's a lot of these situations online. Do I think that someone should be able to be sued for making claims based off of their psychic visions? Well, look. It kind of depends. If you are defaming somebody and say, you know they did something or involved in something for a fact, okay, that you know it and you, it is true and you are presenting it as fact, Look, defamation lawsuits could be won. No, no. Oh, yes. no. And no, yes. No, no. If it's an opinion, no. If it is just thoughts, yes. So, no. What do you mean? We've already had this full conversation about this. So, before any of our stuff gets submitted, uh, um, you have to know it's a lie, but we be presenting it as a fact. No, no, no. Okay, what? That is not okay, it. Tell so, me, tell me. Uh, I handle all this stuff with with working uh, our content through legal and everything. Um, so defamation is the hardest, hardest, hardest thing to sue someone for. Over 90% of defamation cases uh, don't end up landing, okay? And what's interesting that most people don't know that our, our lawyers have shared is if someone tries to come at you with a defamation lawsuit, you can actually countersue for stalking. Now, because one needs, in order for defamation to land, okay, the attorney has to be able to prove that you had pre-existing knowledge prior to you defaming them. And that is bringing the defamation with an intent to cause harm to them personally, career, monetary, some kind of physical harm there. Okay. So if you counter sue, then once you disprove that you did not defame them because nobody can ever prove that you're, what you're trying to say is, is with the intention of harming someone, your counter sue will then land and has a higher chance of landing the countersuit does. Yeah. So defamation is spreading something as fact when you know that it's not. No, no, it's not. No, it's but, not. What do you mean? Defamation is that's what everyone thinks it is. And that's why everyone gets scared when high powered people throw defamation lawsuits at people. A lot of times they will give in to that defamation lawsuit because defamation lawsuits always come like, Hey, I'm going to sue you for defamation unless you don't, unless you do this, 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 and this. Okay. But anybody that has any knowledge of the legal system knows that defamation is not you saying something that's not true about somebody. That is your opinion. Defamation is you saying something. The legal definition is you saying something with the intention of it being untrue to cause harm to that person. That is the definition. Right. So there has it's to be. It's not that you're saying something untrue. It's that you're saying it with the intention of causing harm to that individual. Unless it is a fact. If, if they can, if you can prove that what you said is true then you can't be sued. If you can prove that you did it without the intention of hurting this person, then it won't go through. Like yeah, it's, it's both does. of those things. It has to be a, it has to be false and it has so, to be with the intent of harm. So yes, it has to be false and it has to be with the pre-existing intent of harm. 
So if you, if somebody sends you a lawsuit for defamation and you hire a lawyer, they will never land. That defamation lawsuit will never land. That's why I know there's some content creators that are around here that float around saying they're coming after people for like defamation and things like that. No, it clearly they don't really have a lawyer because a lawyer would never back that. That's is, that is impossible. There's a very clear and defining difference between opinion and, uh, uh, a defamation with the intent of causing harm. But people like to make it seem like you can say something that's untrue and have a lawsuit brought against you. It's not true. No, that is not true. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. If she refused to stop, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't give a, a really good opinion on it. Like, with I mean, I my opinion would just be better if I saw it so, and knew all the facts for myself, but I haven't. Um, but I to be fair, I think that she, she was rightfully sued. If, if if yeah, if if this is all what it is, yeah, I, it that I girl, not I don't know about the I don't know about the um the other lady. Um I thought we we're just talking about one lady. Yeah, the uh the psychic. Um I don't know the details around the psychic, but that other girl that was pushing in the like months ago, right? You guys help me out here because we weren't covering this crime at that time. So um, the original girl that was coming out that went to news sources and everything trying to say that this professor did it. I don't think that was the psychic, was it? I don't know. I, the like one I that said, talked I to news? My own eyes. Okay. So I don't know. Um, I'm sure some of you guys can tell us. She accused a professor of killing the YouTuber? Yeah, So, but I think there's two people. I think there's the psychic who believes that the professor had some kind of connection to this. But then there was this girl that came out that was going to news sources. And I think that girl that went and talked to news sources could absolutely be sued for defamation because going to news sources with the intention of defaming that person's name in the school system after they were asked to stop. Okay. They had proof that they had asked that person to stop and then they continued doing it. I think that might land with a good lawyer. She's accusing her of having a homosexual relationship with KG and her and JD and someone else are responsible for their deaths. Whoa. That's wild. They're the same person. Okay. Weird. Okay. They're the same. Okay. Okay. I got you. And by the way, AR, I know I'm, very little about that. I'm sorry to hear that, that somebody's spreading rumors like that about you. That's absurd. And I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, and any YouTuber that's out there that solely exists, their channel exists to just attack people. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, what are you doing? That says way more about you than the people you're trying to attack. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like that person is somebody that people should not look up to or watch or support because there's something wrong with them. Like anybody who literally exists to attack somebody, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yep. It's just Every, everybody takes different approaches, but my, my approach is anybody that, like tries to do things in a shady manner, like steal ideas, content, anything without 
given a high five, a shout out to somebody that tries to break another content creator down. Listen, I don't have time for anything like that. We are just going to grow past you and never help you, you know, and I'm never, I'm just never going to say your name ever. No, it will ne I will never nope. say your name and that will harm somebody worse than, than being mean, you know? And I, I think that is karma that comes for those people when I, I just would rather be positive. That's okay, Joanne. Let them be here. Yeah. Let them be here. For sure. I don't even know who that one channel is, but. Yeah. I mean, let them be here. They can't do anything. Yeah. We, in we invite everybody. Everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Pe people always show their true colors eventually. Always. Always, always, always. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the same page as us, AR, and we love that. Yeah, absolutely. We absolutely love it. That's how everybody should be on YouTube, but some people get really strange sometimes, you know. People are strange. <laughs> when you're a stranger. <laughs> yep. So, um, okay, so has anything recently come out? about that that same girl the one that i'm mistaken as two different people i'm not sure uh yes jeff definitely do that absolutely 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 please do <laughs> yeah please do there's nowhere as hard as prison. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's good that you feel that way, though, because I had a bunch of buddies, man. So I I, I have a tough background. That was a long time ago, a long, long time ago. And most of it happened when, uh, you know, I was 16, 17. And luckily, I could seal my record to where, you know, I can even pass an FBI background check. But um I hung out with some tough people too and did some really unfortunate things. And a lot of those guys that I hung out with were always at least 10 years older than me. Um, and they were used to that life inside. They got used to it where that was comfortable, you know, and I would have these dudes that would go in uh, and, and come out in 18 months because they, they, um, they they got a strike with not their PO. They're uh I'm draw I'm having an ADHD moment right now. Um their parole officer. So that they would get a parole strike, you know, do some dope or something like that and go back in where they were comfortable, then come out and you could see them try and get comfortable in, in normal society. And then it's almost like they intentionally would do things to have their uh parole officer send them back send them back it it was just it sucked to see it sucked to see because a lot of them could have been really good people could have brought a lot of positivity I've seen it too I've seen it time and time again to be honest I I feel like I'm lucky to have never have served time uh there's many situations where I could have I definitely could have yeah and I I got I got lucky 
I could have been in the same situation. A lot of those people are in now. Um, Some of those people so, were HAs for so, sure. <laughs> so apparently, uh, AR said that the lady is saying she's suing the professor. So that means she's countersuing. And then it's Lord like said, I said, it was I'm reported about you. three months ago. The case against the psychic will go forward. Hmm. That's exactly what I would do. If someone, if someone tried to hit us with a defamation lawsuit, I would, uh, I would hit them with something different. I probably shouldn't say that out loud in case anybody ever tried getting us a defamation suit. But the yeah. trick is to just not say anything. How did I turn it around, Caroline? So, um, I've been I've been really transparent about this stuff. I'll give you guys the quick version, okay? So, um, you know, a, a few of the things that are really important to us is focus around prisoners, um, child abuse, uh, consent topics, and things of that nature. Uh, so, I was five years old, and I was molested by a female family member. And uh, luckily for me, my brain blocked that out. I had no memory of it whatsoever. Complete blackout of that situation. Uh, but it clearly caused trauma. I remember having really strange dreams. I remember feeling really awkward in certain situations, which now makes sense. Then on top of that, I had uh, ADHD where I was so impulsive. I could not, if I had an impulse, I could not tell myself no. It, it did not exist. I did not have that self-control. And some of that might have been caused by the trauma that happened to me when I was five, you know? Um, I I wasn't a really great person all the way up until one day, uh, I believe it's... It, it just happened as your frontal lobe forms, right? So a person's frontal lobe doesn't fully form until mid to late 20s. So in my mid 20s, uh, something clicked one day and bam, it hit me like a ton of bricks. All of the, the memories came rushing back. I was like, now it makes sense why I had these really strange dreams that I didn't understand about this family member. And I thought I was weird and gross and had all these horrible thoughts about myself because of that. Um, and I, I really just started healing from there, uh, and having good people, positive influences around me going to therapy, working through some of that trauma that I had, uh, getting to a place where, I understood why I did the things that I did because of some of that past trauma uh, and, and just focusing on changing my life and, and living every day, trying, living every day, acting like the person I want to be, not the person I am. And then slowly over time, it, it just, you change into the person you want to be, you know? Does that take a reasonable amount of faith? No. Or faith type thinking? Mm -mm. No, no. There was no thought of the future. I feel like faith a lot of time is connected to the future where like 
you know that everything's going to be okay, you know? And I, mine wasn't like that. Mine was, it, it was more in the moment. Every situation I started making myself aware that, hey, I have this trauma. I'm trying to change how I handle things and how I live life. So I need to be aware of that trauma in this situation and then make a decision based on the person I want to be, you know, and you slowly change your habits. You start hanging out with different people. Um, it, it's a slow process, you know, mm -hmm. it's a slow process. And I appreciate all the kind words, guys. Wait, I want to do that. How do you do that? <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, Brendan has worked really hard on himself. Like, really, really, really hard. Uh, it's commendable for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, having faith in yourself, belief in yourself. That's what I meant. Yes. Yes. Because I have faith in nothing. Yeah. Faith doesn't exist but, in my body. Okay, I can't okay. Just now have, I get it. I can't just I get have it faith. Like I so, can't do that. I get it now. What 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 you're saying and what people are asking. So here's an interesting thing. I used to walk around thinking I knew everything, and that is when I got in trouble. So if you would have met me in between age 15 and 25, I would have been a know-it-all. I know everything absolutely everything and even now i find myself getting in situations where because i feel like i know how i would do it in that situation it can come off like i know everything so i have to be careful how i'm presenting that um but i had to force myself to get to a point where i knew that i knew nothing i had to make myself believe that I know nothing. I don't have it together. I I know nothing in the grand scheme of knowledge, you know? So uh, as time went on, I started changing from I know everything to I want to know everything. And that changed how I handled things. Hmm. It's just a, a change in perspective. Yeah. 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 But I feel like it was a habit you got to break, you know? Honesty is one thing that I can say changed my honesty, life. I know. Changed my life the most because I did yep. not know what honesty meant. No way. I and that's a weird thing to say. It's really weird when you start breaking down those delusions in yourself and they still exist once you've already once you already feel like you've gotten past a lot of them, then more pop up I, and more pop up. It's an onion. It is. You you think you got one layer and you're good. And then all of a sudden, bam, another one and bam, another one and bam, another one, you know, but learning those things helped me come to terms with who I used to be. You know, I, I've I've heard some of A.R. Hayes stuff where he talks about like how he hurt people. And I was in a similar way when when I did bad things in my past, I was never in a situation where. Hey, what's going on, Slayer? Have, yeah, hey. Haven't seen you in a few. Um, but I wasn't in a position where I wanted to feel like I had power over somebody. Um, I 
I was acting out to feel something because of my trauma. I couldn't feel anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I definitely know what it's like to feel nothing. Yeah. Like there was a, my whole teenage years, to be honest, I think I, the only emotion that I had was, or two, it was two, it was sadness or anger. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I was just numb. Yeah. It was indifference to anything unless you made me angry or you made me sad, which normally if I was sad, I was angry. Yeah. So it was pretty much just anger. Yeah. Honestly, uh, everything just that's the only emotion I could actually feel. Yeah. Anything else I couldn't really feel. Yeah. I did anything that got my adrenaline going and the scarier it was, the better it was, uh, you know, breaking in places, things of that nature, uh, dirt biking, um, acting a fool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's many different things though, other than addiction that can create that. Like addictions don't even have to just be substances. No, um, there's no, a lot of behaviors no. that are very similar, honestly, like codependents are almost identical to addicts in a lot of their yeah. behaviors. Um, it's just dysfunction, you know? Honestly, I think anybody and everybody could benefit from recovery. Even if you've never been addicted to anything in your life, I think you could benefit from recovery. No, it's the can of worms is great to open. It's always good to open. We always yeah. have fun, you know, diving into those things. It's I mean, it's it's just fulfilling, not necessarily fun, but fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah, my ADHD was hard to overcome too. For me, it was the um, the obsession. I had to learn how to control the obsessive nature of being ADHD. Um, so you guys are the same. Your addiction was the thrill. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. That I didn't want people involved in my crimes. Well, just the fact that you get it, got it figured out is incredible. It is. It's hard. It's really hard to get it figured out. It is. Yeah. And you do learn to channel for sure. Yeah. What, what theories have we missed? Okay. The, uh, thank you. The conspiracy of the whole okay. town being, yeah, let's get back against the conspiracy. Brian, the whole town. Yeah. I oh, mean, you mean like prosecution, people, defense, yeah, judge, everybody's the whole against system. Brian. The whole system. Okay. So, I feel like that's where a lot of people who are like blue-blooded pro-police believe everything that's on police documents lose the connection with people who don't believe that. Because they look at people who are bringing up these concerns in the justice system. They look at people who are bringing up these questions with the PCA, right? And we've already found multiple things in the PCA that can be verified untrue. Um, they look at that and think, oh, they're, they, they're just one of those people, tin hat people, that think the whole town's against him. 
Yeah, we have a video coming out, uh, a deep dive into Ann Taylor. Um, we just recorded that last night. Like I said, I was sick. So Friday night, I ended up just knocking out and not recording. So last night we recorded and the deep dive into Ann Taylor is interesting because there is this narrative going around that, you know, she's in on it with the prosecution and so is the judge and yep. everybody just wants to see BK go down. Yep. Um, and I, I just have a really hard time with that. Me too. Me too. I do too. The defense attorney had to though. See, here's the thing you guys. Is she had to? It. it now yep, she, she did have to. She could have denied Explain it. That. She could have said, "No, I'm not taking this case." But that wouldn't make sense. Not okay? from the defense attorney it would working not make for sense. the state. A public defender is Our assigned defender, cases. Now we know that there are four public defenders in Latah County. Okay. Two of them recuse themselves. So we only have two public defenders. Now, I, are either one of those certified for a case of this magnitude? From and what death penalty. Death penalty. From what I can see, no. From what I can see, no. So they had to go outside of Latah County. The closest they could get was Kootenay County. Now they go there and she is one of the only that are death penalty certified for a case of this magnitude. So they get her they retain her they're like hey we need you to take this case she looks through her stuff you know sees she sees that xana kernodal is a victim okay she knows and has kara kernodal on her list of whatever uh now here's the thing is in the banfield interview kara acts like she feels betrayed by and okay yes. she's like i feel betrayed um i you know i i didn't think she would do this and you know we have the document showing ann taylor you know dropped her as a client and then suggested another or assigned another uh, public defender to her case from all accounts from every expert that i have listened to talk about this which uh Andrea Burkhart did a three-part series on it. The Lawyer You Know has multiple yep. videos on it. Um, I've seen, I've watched several other channels because I dug pretty deep into that because I yep. wanted to understand how it wasn't a conflict of interest, why she would have just dropped Kara. So from what I know, a conflict of interest would have been, say, she takes BK's case and keeps Kara's case. Well, then she has the situation of the possibility of, for whatever reason, the universe aligns and Kara has to be a witness on the stand. Then she has personal knowledge of Kara's life and her cases. She cannot question her without having that knowledge in her head. And that is a direct conflict of interest. So the right yep. thing to do is to just not take Kara's case. Yep. Yep. She had to drop Kara's case to be ethical. She did the right thing I dropping mean, she didn't, Kara she didn't right have away. To. And no, I think it was that's a what's choice. Important. Right. It was a exactly. her choice and she did the right thing. Her choice to make sure and 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 cross all Ts and dot all I's and make sure that uh she was good to go. And you're right. I I don't think she was her lawyer. I understand you have Kara yeah. who comes out and says that. But 
uh, Anne is the managing attorney of that office, meaning her name is on that letterhead and her name is connected to anything that office is tied to. She is not the acting attorney in that case. You guys are right, which is another thing I didn't get to mention yet. Then we have the crime sleuth interview where Kara comes and says that she was manipulated, that she never even met Ann Taylor, that Ann Taylor wasn't even the attorney that was directly on her case, which is a bit confusing, I will say, because when you look at those documents that, um, you know, that the lawyer, you know, and Andrea Burkhart has on their channel, it shows Ann Taylor directly signing that document and saying, I, Ann Taylor, am off this case and this person's going to be on your case. Signed Ann Taylor. It doesn't say her office, it, well, which is why it was confusing for me and why I needed to look into it more and understand. If Kara's saying she never met Ann Taylor and Ann Taylor wasn't actually her attorney, then I'm inclined to believe that. And it's yeah. just some weirdness in the documents. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it, it probably was just her office. But from what I understand, that kind of doesn't really make sense because a public defender's office normally is not going to drop someone's entire case just because one, the leading attorney on is on this person's case that could possibly have some conflict of interest. So she it, that doesn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense technically. I... To me, it makes sense. No, because a public defender's office would not drop her case. And why say I and Taylor am off this case and assign another public defender from her office? Her office didn't drop Kara. So then what was the point of that exchange in the from the first in the first place? I don't know. I don't know. That's a little strange. Yeah. A little strange. And I know everybody keeps telling me that Ann Taylor wasn't actually on her cases and Kara's saying that too, but then what's with that document? Because public defender's offices do not just drop somebody's case because there's a because one attorney is over one case and one attorney is over another case and these two people, like one has a daughter who's a victim and one's a killer. Like that doesn't they don't just drop one of them because it's they're separate attorneys. Yeah, I get I understand what you're saying. I if it was I, a I private, it. if it was a private practice, then absolutely they would. So when a public defender's office, no. When we pulled up uh Kara's charges when we were doing the drug theory video, I'm almost positive it wasn't Kara on those documents. I mean, it wasn't Anne. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up names because I'm reading while I'm talking. Uh, when we pulled up Kara's charges, I'm almost positive on the public records it isn't Anne. I I just I I don't mean to be rude here, but I it's hard for me to actually take Kara's word because she contradicted herself in both interviews in both interviews and yeah. i i understand that and i do think news nation manipulated her i absolutely believe oh, for that sure 100 i believe that but those and documents she was on the run those, when she did that interview right and she got arrested <laughs> yeah she got arrested because of that interview yeah 
Yeah. So she was put on Kara's case as her attorney, but nothing had happened with the case. That was my understanding from Kara. Well, apparently, according to court documents, Ann Taylor had been the lawyer on her case for multiple cases in the past two. Yeah, you got to remember that Kara is a uh, is a multiple felon with drug charges. And again, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm not putting her down at all and not at all. But just when connecting these dots, it's important to understand that, you know, I also hope Kara gets the support. I listen, when I was in that stage of my life, and if I was involved in something like this, losing a family member in this way, I, oh man, I'm terrified of myself thinking back. I don't know what I would have done. I mean, if you understand, Rosie, then enlighten us because it's not, it is not clear cut, period. It's not. And I've heard uh, Andrea, is just I've that. heard. Andrea Burkhart talk about it. I've heard the lawyer you know talk about it. I've heard multiple other lawyers talk about it. But the thing is, is nobody's talked about it post that. All of them talked about it from the perspective that Ann Taylor was her lawyer. Not that it was just her office. Because all those videos are from eight or nine months ago. And all of them are saying that Ann Taylor but, was okay, her lawyer. So here's the thing, though. This is important, okay? So when in law... When you go to, just like ours, when you go to hire an attorney's office, you're hiring that office, meaning every single lawyer in that office can have access and is offered um, lawyer-client privileges. Everyone. Everyone. Well, and when I pay an attorney, I'm paying the attorney that's the managing attorney at that office, even though I'm working with a different attorney. So I think, yes, technically, Anne was her attorney, but not her acting attorney. She wasn't the one that was there in court with her saying, hey, let's go through your options here. Let I'll speak with the judge. Let You know what I mean? Let's take this plea. Let's not. Let's this. That wasn't Anne. But Anne's office, which is Anne, had her case. Okay, but when other people get a public defender from the public defender's office, it does not say Ann Taylor on their docs. It is not just Ann Taylor's put on everyone's documents because she's the chief public defender. It's a public defender's office. I have court docs where I have used the public defender. It was their but, name. But it was not just the chief public defender's name. Now, another thing is that, wait, what? I lost my, it was somebody, yeah, she was confused by the process. And when you get a public defender, a, a lot of people don't, it's not like a private attorney. You're not going to meet with them and talk with them and be able to call them whenever you want. It's very disconnected. Public defenders are very disconnected Not from always, their sometimes. clients most of the time, I, especially if it's drug charges like this. It's on a and you're not taking it to trial. If you were taking it to trial, then yes, you would have much more interaction with your lawyers. Yeah. But if it's just you're going to do a plea deal. Then you're not going to have much interaction with them. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And both of them had plea deals, but. 
Um, when you're a public defender and you're over the office, I mean, I it was, it was CH. The judge actually had a hearing to make sure that Ann Taylor, it was a private hearing, I believe, to make sure Ann Taylor didn't have a conflict of interest. And he ruled that she didn't. So the judge did have to clear Ann Taylor for the case. Yeah. I, I'm telling you guys, I went I went deep into it because I wanted to understand it. And this is the only fact that I can't understand is whether or not Ann Taylor was in fact her lawyer or not. Now, could it be a situation where Ann Taylor Here, has let's... what? Oh, go ahead. I I was just going to respond to J Ray because I'm pretty sure unless there's some kind of stipulation because they were still under uh, Corona style rules. Um, I'm pretty sure you have to be there to accept a plea. So I'm pretty sure she was there to accept the plea. She, there were three different court appearances. The first time they saw a judge, the second one, it shows the update to the plea. And then the third one, I believe is probably the one she didn't go to. And that's where, uh, the plea was then null and void. But I could be wrong here. Absolutely could be wrong. Where? And it's also reported that Ann Taylor represented three of the parents. Yes. Yep. But is, is that, I mean, it just doesn't make sense for them. It just doesn't make sense. Like, I need to see the actual documents of the public defender that was there signing the stuff for these people to know for sure. Or else I just don't trust it. Yeah. Oh, man, these documents don't have. The documents I pulled don't have the. Uh... It's not the full document. I think I think I was waiting on the full document to come, so I snipped these off of video. Yep. Yep. It just shows the judicial officer on these. Pull, pull, I want you to pull up uh, Andrea Burkhardt's video on that or the lawyer you know. Put Ann Taylor conflict of interest, the lawyer you know. Just a picture of that document. Because I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. And regardless, I don't Which think one? her having represented right victims' parents in the past means that she's going to not fight right hard here? for another client. Um, yeah, I'm guessing so. That looks like it. Okay. So just look for the document. I'm what? glad he changed that intro. That's super lame. What? Don't hate on lawyer you know. I like lawyer you know, but that intro is really lame. <laughs> Him walking to his car it's with just his hand a in his pocket. It's totally a lawyer type intro. It is. It is. And I'm just teasing him. I, it's I, probably here, assuming. Is that? Yep. There you go. Oh, 
dang it, people couldn't even see what I was talking about. What is going Good, on here? Because you were hating on him. I was not. I think he's a very nice man. Okay, so notices. Okay, so I state of Idaho plaintiff first Kara Denise Carnotal defendant substitution of counsel. This is Ansi Taylor, public defender, Kootenai County, public defender. Um, hmm, Ansi Taylor, public defender, bar number. It gives her bar number. Notice is hereby given that Kara Denise Carnotal's attorney of record is hereby changed. The withdrawing attorney is Ansi Taylor, public defender, and the new attorney in substitution of record is Christopher D. Schwartz. Certified public defender whose address is 520 North Government Way, Cor Delane, Idaho, email. You are hereby notified that any process to be served on the above named defendant shall be served upon Christopher D. Schwartz, attorney at law. So is that... That doesn't sound like it's the same office. But they don't give her office number, do they? I mean, isn't that hers? Her P.O. box for Kootenay County Public Defender P.O. Box 9000. Let me look up. Let me look up the Kootenay Public Defender's office. Coeur d'Alene. D'Alene. D'Alala. D'Alala. absolutely right what's the address for which one the new lawyer or yes Anne? the new lawyer the new lawyer is 520 north government way core okay so you want to know the one of the defender offices addresses 500 north government way core delane okay so it sounds like he has his own office right there yeah so so then it wouldn't be under Ann. He might be his own. No, that sounds to me like they all have their own offices. Yeah, but they're. He's a public defender. I get it. But just because he's, he's not a public private defender doesn't mean. I mean, sometimes private attorneys can be called as public defenders, yeah. which is what happened in Delphi. Yep, I, I get it. I get it. I just don't understand. I think you're making a connection here that doesn't need to be there. These are different attorneys with their own bar number, meaning they yeah. don't need to work under Ann. He's his own lawyer. So what are you saying? That maybe Ann was the attorney, but her paralegals were handling everything in Kara's case. That's why she never met Ann. Probably. Probably. So Anne was the acting attorney, but the people, the paralegals under her are actually what did everything. Probably. Probably. That actually makes sense. That That's what I've thought the whole time. Well, you didn't say paralegals. Okay, but when I say office, I'm, I'm speaking specifically like that office is working under her bar and license. Yeah, but she's the she's the lead attorney. She is the attorney. The paralegals are doing the groundwork for her. Okay, it makes sense now. Makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. 
I've never felt like there was something weird about it myself, but that's just me. I just wanted to know for sure. Yeah, I get it. I think it's important. I do think it's important, especially since right now a lot of people are feeling like Ann Taylor's doing something shady. When in everything that we've looked into, she's had a flawless back, a really good, respectable background. Yeah, Laura, you know, is hot. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Everybody always mentions that. <laughs> yeah, so we can move on to the next thing. I know it's two tone truck. Members post a two tone truck. And if you don't know the meaning of that, Brendan had a, like an obsession moment on stream one day where he was obsessed. <laughs> it was like you wanted to explain what a two-tone truck was. Yeah. So bad. And for everyone to understand what a two-tone truck actually is. It, yeah. It was more than that. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it's that there's two different types of two-tone truck. There's a newer version and then there's the older version. We also, and we, we and decided... the newer version isn't actually like your classic two-tone truck version. It just has like a secondary color. Okay. That's... You don't have to go into it. It's fine. I mean, I need to show everyone. Okay. So. So anytime there's an obsession moment, that's what we decided the safe word was, was either banana or two-tone truck. But yeah, nobody could decide banana or two-tone truck. So we did both. So we did both. A two-tone banana and two-tones. Two yeah. Two-tone trucks. Yeah. Trucks and bananas. Yeah. Don't even get Brendan on the subject of two-tone, though. It's just a safe word <laughs> to stop us from obsessing. Yeah. No, we're not going to play lawyer, you know. Sorry. Here, we can just put a picture up of his face. How about that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> we're, we try and, I mean, this is an older video, so I wouldn't have a problem with playing it. But um, he doesn't really go into whether or not Anne was her lawyer for sure. He just talks about could there be a conflict of interest with Anne representing both Brian and Kara? Yeah. From everything I saw, no. There, there could be, which is why you, why Anne Taylor, you know, recused herself from Kara's case. Yeah. And, and then gave her another lawyer. It's not like she just left her hanging. Yeah, we appreciate that, A.R. Hayes. Absolutely. We get it. We'll definitely plan some lives together, do some videos together. Yeah, for sure. Have a great night. We'll get some criminal panel. We were... Yeah, we have some ideas, actually. So we'll have to send you an email. Yeah. Um, but have a great night. Glad you were here and able to stop by and looking forward to those videos. Yeah, it's totally the hair. You're right, Bianca. It's the hair. There's something about that hair that makes the ladies go wild. <laughs> yeah, she did withdraw all of her cases because this is a full-time case. Mm. This is a full-time case. It's a death penalty case. So full-time, 100% case. Yeah. 
But I still go back to why people feel like she's shady. I just have a really hard time feeling like that's fair. Yeah. Yes, we will talk soon. We appreciate you. Okay. So I have a hard time feeling like that's fair. I just defense attorneys are there to protect our rights. Kara left her, her lawyers hanging. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you go on the run, that's what happens. I mean, yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not too harsh on, you know, a drug addict. Like, I know they're sick and they're making bad decisions because they're sick, but they still have to be held accountable to those decisions. Yeah. So I, I, I would never like, judge them or put them down but there's going to be negative things that come from doing something like that uh, and that means yeah. you probably don't deserve as much trust or leniency or other things um so yeah absolutely but, but you know i mean i don't i don't think uh what i don't like is when people question kara's grief or you know, start judging her as a mother or anything like that. Um, I just, that, that's just not our place. It's no. just not, no. that's not even a conversation we should have. No, no, it's not. Addicts are going to do what addicts are going to do. And, uh, you know, I think it's just important to keep an arm's distance until they have a solid history of healthy behavior under their feet. Joanne, you've gone on the run before? Whoa. No way. Joanne, <laughs> she's a bad girl. Troublemaker. Yep. <laughs> Joanne, you just seem so, so sweet. I, I can't know. even imagine. I have a vision of you in my head and you just don't seem like that. That you'd but, be on the run. Yeah. Yeah. Like Thelma and Louise on the run. Like, yep. 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 That's super funny. Yep. But going back to this, okay. So one one important theory that I want to talk on and I want to touch on is the theory that People believe the entire police station is dirty. The justice system is dirty. That's how we got on this topic in the first place. And I fight that idea because I think all it takes is a couple bad people. I think so, too. I think all it takes is a couple bad officers. As an example, I'm not saying this is what went on. We know for a fact, too... Of the officers that worked on the Brian Koberger case, worked on the Dr. Moore case, and lied and manipulated and faked evidence, uh, manipulated timestamps, uh, coerced confessions, broke the law, threatened the, uh, what was it, the coroner, the county coroner, who's now running for mayor of that city, and for us to think that this wouldn't happen in the Idaho four case, like I, that doesn't feel logical. So do you think that the Moose Lodge and Freemasons could be the answer to that theory to make it possible that all of these people are going to the Moose Lodge, kicking back some beers and like this, we're puppeting the system. Okay. This is what we're going to have done. 
This is what this is the outcome. We're gonna make it look real, real, you guys, though. And this is the outcome that we want and any means to get there. You gotta look up the Moose Lodge, Moscow, Idaho. But that's not where it is. It, it is. There's a Moose Lodge right next to the Corner Club. I I get that, but that's not where Dr. Moore started. And that's where these behaviors started. I mean, you can't say it started there because we don't yes, know. Yes, because there's a connection with Payne and Tolson in uh where's Dr. Moore from? I'm having an I'm having a moment, okay. Moscow Moose Lodge Burglar. That's Brian. That's Koberger? No. <laughs> um, but so where where's Dr. Moore from again? Someone fill me in. I'm I'm having a moment. Bonner's Ferry. Yeah, Bonner's Ferry. Okay. So I think it started there if it started anywhere. So Officer Payne has a connection to Bonner's Ferry. Officer Payne has a connection to Bonner's Ferry. Okay. Officer Payne. Okay. Yeah. You've always like said that was a big deal, and I don't feel like that is a big deal. Do, do you know how far away Bonner's Ferry is from Pull it up. Moscow? I just, the Tolson and, um, what's the other guy's name? Tolson and, uh. It's 160 miles. What? Why don't you just pull up Google Maps? That sucks. Now I'm just seeing things about uteruses. <laughs> maps. You just click, there's a maps button. Right there. course a button wouldn't work <laughs> the button literally doesn't work it's because you're typing Bonner's Ferry to Moscow just type in Bonner's Ferry and that's it what even is this I have no idea <laughs> it's because you don't know what you're doing don't give me this. Give me control of this. Sometimes you just got to do things yourself to get it done right. That's what they all say. <laughs> okay. Now, directions, Moscow. It's so it's 159 miles, two hours and 48 minutes. Bonner's Ferry. Wow, it's way north. I didn't realize how north it was. Yes. So there's Coeur d'Alene. Moscow's down at the bottom. Mm hmm. No, I didn't realize how north it was, but yes. I did know it was like a decent distance away. Yeah. So. If Payne has a connection to Bonner's Ferry and Bonner's Ferry is where Tolson was 
and Payne is the leading investigator on Idaho 4. And we're seeing these types of police behaviors directly out of Bonner's Ferry where Payne owns a business. Then I, I think it's unfair to not look at the Idaho 4 case and say, hey, are we seeing some of these similar behaviors? I'm not saying that's what's going on, but I think it's unfair to not look at it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's weird. It's it's strange, but um, I, I, I just don't know. I guess it is really far away, but their ISP is the thing. Yeah. So are they in that area because they live near that area? They're contracted to that police department. Okay, so when you're a, when you're a state police officer, like, do you just pretty much go to work every day in the area you live, or within a certain radius of the area you live? I think it's different for every state. I'm just wondering if that means that Tolson and what's the other guy's name? Van, what is the other guy's Van name? Van Leuven. Van Leuven, if they lived in that area and that's why they were the ISP officers that were on that case. But if that's the case, then why was Tolson all the way down in Moscow? Why wasn't it different state police officers? I have said that from the very beginning. I don't understand. I don't know. That's that's who we think has the Brady, uh, the Brady Giglio. Yes, is, is Tolson, Tolson, and maybe Payne, but and probably Tolson. I I don't know if it's Payne. Payne wasn't involved in Doctor Moore, so I would assume. Look, if Payne's the lead investigator, okay, and Payne and and. And Payne is told, hey, you need to bring ISP officers in. You think Payne's not going to be like, oh, I, I know who I'm bringing in. I'm going to call my homie Tolson. Okay. Because we know each other from Bonner's Ferry. And I trust him to get this case closed. Yeah. So, yes, that's true. There, There's a butcher shop in Bonner's Ferry that Payne is connected to owns. He himself owns or family of his owns? Um, I believe Something it's like his family. family. I believe it's his family. The Payne Brothers Butcher Shop. I I don't know, but um, yeah, we think we think that's who the Giglio is on is is Tolson. Um, yep, for sure because of the Doctor Moore case because there's an active lawsuit. Yep. Because they proved that they broke the law. And, and yes, I know that Idaho State Police officers have jurisdiction over the state. Like, that's obvious. What I'm saying is this is a big state. Yeah. Why would it specifically why, be him there? Why would yeah, he be in Bonner's gotcha. Ferry? And then why would he specifically be in Moscow? Like, how many, how many Idaho State Police officers are there? I And typically... How how far outside of where they live do they operate regularly? Okay. You know what I mean? Like what are what's the status quo for these state police officers? Where now it makes sense when they have a quadruple homicide for them to get their their best police officers 
Um, it says 600. Are, okay, there's 600. ISP officers. Okay, that's a lot. Over 600 talented professionals serve the people of Idaho with fraudulent... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> with distinction, and I am confident that those with ISP are the best Idaho offers. Hmm. Tolson, Brady, and a bunch of MPD probably have Brady from Stickergate. Good point, CH. Good point. Um, I don't know. It, Dr. Moore's an open investigation and proof that they uh, lied and fabricated evidence. So I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the open lawsuit against them and why they would be allowed to work this case. Me too. Uh, I don't get it. Hugh Forick will definitely have to check it out. But that's what I don't get either. Because So my first inclination for the Bonners Ferry one, which is a way lesser known case than Idaho 4, is that Tolson, for some reason, was on that case because maybe he typically covers northern Idaho. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, I, I'm sure with 600 officers, they're not just all over that state all the time. They are people with lives and homes and families. So it's not like they're just driving all over the state, like willy nilly. Yeah. Like they, they probably are covering certain areas of the state. There's a group of officers that cover this area. There's a group of officers that cover this area. So I'm assuming that Tolson was, lives in Northern Idaho. I, I would assume so. That so makes sense. So then why was he in Moscow and Payne has <laughs> you're, a meat shop there? I know. I'm, you're picking up what I, I was know. saying in the beginning. I know. I'm yeah. making sense of that. But I'm also trying to understand how the how they disperse their police officers. I I think that there's a real connection between Tolson and Payne. And Payne got hired in Moscow or for whatever reason lives there when he previously lived in the Bonners Ferry area and works for Moscow now and was like, yo, I know this Tolson guy. So if you're instructing me to bring in 20 ISP officers, I'm bringing in the homie. Yeah. That's my best guess to, to ask a specific officer that is three hours away to come when who knows how many other ISP officers there are in between that. I Interesting. Don't know. But it, it makes me want to know. It makes me want to understand. It makes me want to question. Yeah, I have why. that answer, Micro, uh, Kimmy. I just... For what? How many of each uh, law enforcement agency were working on this? Oh, case? yeah. I yeah, have yeah, that yeah. somewhere. I'm trying to remember where it is. How many officers worked the Idaho four case? Idaho State. Police's staffing decreased in, oh wait, that's not it. No, it wasn't this one. It was another one. I, I know I have it. Yeah. 
they are being backed up by oh this is way old though this is in the beginning of december so in the beginning of december it says that uh they are being backed by 48 fbi agents total not just locally oh, total that's not correct and 30 idaho state police i i know i've heard the numbers i've heard there were like 300 different fbi agents working on it but it's interesting they're saying this number and then this is coming out saying that they're reducing their cop size by 25 percent no they increased it i because it was actually like 60 fbi agents or something like that hold on i gotta find it i thought it was oh 60 locally 60 locally Yeah. We we need to cover Stickergate. We need to. We haven't covered that yet. That's something we need to look into and cover. Um, Because I know a little bit of details about it, but not a whole bunch. Yeah, we do need to look into it because it's interesting. It is for sure. It is. It is. And it, it shows a behavioral pattern, which is really important in these cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pain, pain is MPD. Correct. But pain has a connection to Bonner's Ferry where Tolson is. So Payne's connection to Bonner's Ferry makes sense why Tolson would have been brought down from Bonner's Ferry three hours away to take part in the Idaho 4 case because they're buddies, you know? I'm pretty sure. And I'm guessing there, that's, that's a guess, but how else did he get there? Okay, here we go. Here's a detailed breakdown. And this was last updated... Uh, okay, this is just November 19th, 2022, is when these numbers were put out. Okay, but listen to this. No, it's important because that's that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so the Moscow Police Deport Department had four detectives, 24 patrol officers, five support staff. FBI had 22 investigators. 20 assigned agents uh, and two behavior analysts. So that makes sense for that number. But later on, it becomes different because I know there was a press release somewhere, which I have not found, that the number is more. Idaho State Police had 20 investigators, 15 troopers, a public information officer, ISP forensic services, and mobile crime team scene, which doesn't even give how many people that is, 15 uniformed troopers to assist with community patrols. Again, so why is Tolson there? Yeah, because that's a lot. Yeah, Tolson with an active investigation and lawsuit into him. How does that make sense? How does that make sense? You think with one of the biggest crimes that Idaho ever had, 
why would you bring an attorney who's being sued for breaking the law? I don't get it. As a people manager, okay, I was over a multi of hundreds of people at one time. When you have a big case, a, not a case, I never dealt in case, but when you, when you have a big project, a big event, a big situation where you need to look like you have everything put together, you bring your best of the best of the best. Okay, so here. And on... that's somebody that's being, that's a police officer that's being sued for breaking the law? So on December 19th, 2022, exactly a month later, we have from Fox 29 that there were 62 FBI agents, 11 MPD detectives and support staff, as well as 28 Idaho police personnel, which it's definitely more people on it than that. Because they're not giving the breakdown of everything I just had before, which is like all the... Um, and what? It was like the crime scene team and all that stuff. So What Celtic said, exactly. Tolson was all over this case, you guys. Everywhere. At the autopsy, yeah. And he was the one that helped break the law, threaten, literally threaten an elected official coerce a confession while ignoring somebody's rights for a lawyer uh not reading them their rights manipulating evidence changing literal time stamps changing the time stamps to make it look like someone was at the crime scene and they put him on this case what is going on here i know it that is uh, I don't get it. But it's interesting. So yes, yeah, CH, you're right, but it changes. Like I said, the the numbers I first read are from November 19th, and then I found an article that's exactly a month later that's from December 19th, and it, it changed. The numbers change. So what here the FBI was. 42 40 that's 44 and then in this a month that's 48 here and what what date is that december 8th so it went from 42 to 48 to 62 by the end of december yep and does it say okay it says 30 idaho state police here it says that there's 28 so two dropped off by the end of the month of December. Yep. Because this says twenty-eight, and then two and as in Tolson, of, probably. And then in November, Idaho State Police was that's thirty-five, uh, fifty plus more because there's okay, so fifty-one. Five, that's that's 50 right mm -hmm. plus one 51 and then a crime scene team so 51 plus a crime scene a mobile crime scene team yeah that's over 50 from idaho state police mm -hmm. interesting interesting, it interesting interesting it's interesting because it sounds like they have a whole bunch of 
uh, options. So why go with somebody who broke the law? You guys, if, like... if you want, save this article because I'll post in the Discord. Because this is interesting, finding out the differences from November to December to the end of December. Like how the numbers change. I'll post it to the investigations tab in Discord so everybody can reference to it and look at it. Um, but yeah, I'll post all this information there. Because it is weird, and I know I'm just reading it here and you guys aren't being able to see everything I'm seeing. So definitely go join the Discord. You should probably post the link since I'm saying that. Um, and I'll post it there as soon as we get off stream. But that goes back to, because I've seen so many people bring up the Freemasons and the fact that Kathy Mabbitt was a member of the Moose Lodge, mm -hmm. that they feel like she could have been involved somehow. But with that many outside investigators... Like, how many people of them are kicking back at the Moose Lodge? Yeah. So I, are we I saying know nothing Ann about Taylor, it. Ann, Ta Ann Taylor, Bill Thompson, Kathy Mabbitt, the judge, and these police officers are all kicking it back at the Moose Lodge? I, I don't know. The what Moose Lodge is pretty small. Is the Moose Lodge for police only? What is the Moose Lodge? I've heard of Elk's Lodge. I've oh, never looked up the Moose Lodge. Loyal Order of the Moose is a fraternity. Okay. It was founded in Moose Heart, Illinois. Okay. Is this it? Wait, no, it's founded in Louisville, but the headquarters in, is in Mooseheart, Illinois. So does that mean they formed their own town in Illinois? Because it was founded in Kentucky. The Moose is a fraternal and service organization founded in 1888 with nearly 650,000 people in roughly 1,600 lodges in 49 states, four Canadian provinces, Great Britain, Along with other units of Moose International, the Moose Fraternity supports the operation of Moose Heart Child City and School, a 1,000-acre community for children and teens in need, located 40 miles west of Chicago, and Moose Haven, a 70-acre retirement community for its members near Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, being in Chicago, let's just go join the Moose Heart Fraternity. What? Okay, so what? Additionally, members of the Moose conduct approximately $70 million worth of community service, counting monetary donations and volunteer hours worked annually. The Moose fraternity organizes and participates in numerous sports and recreational programs in local lodges and family centers in the majority of 44 state and pro... pro how do you say that word again? Provincial. I, I always mess up that word. Provincial. I, Provincial. I can't, I tried to say that word very recently and I just can't say it. Provincial? Provincial associations, I think. And on a fraternity-wide basis, lodges across a fraternity are known for creating lifelong bonds between members through activities and shared concern for children in need, seniors, and the communities in which they live. So it's all about kids and families and old people? Yes. 
member benefits. A Moose membership card pro provides access to over 1,600 lodges across North America, but it also offers much, much more. Did you know that your Moose membership provides you with benefits that allow you to save more than your membership dues? That's right. Just being a member of the Moose fraternity provides you with a variety of money-saving opportunities in categories like travel, entertainment, insurance, health and wellness. Your Moose membership has its benefits. Don't forget to take advantage of all that Moose has to offer. So wait, I can just get I can just get money off of everything from just joining the Moose? Yeah. And I, I don't mean, have to do anything? Mo Mooses are big. Mooses are big. Isn't that really strange how many fraternities there are in our country? Yeah. Like it's like our it's almost like our country's built off fraternities. I I've been <laughs> I've been in a ton of uh of Masonic lodges, a ton. I've sold to a ton of them. That's I mean that's a good point. The 911 call is a, is a is a big deal for me too. I really don't like that it's being treated this way. Like almost every case they come out with a 911 call pretty quick. Yeah, it's it's super common that that's released almost the next day. Even in super tragic situations. I agree. Like super I tragic agree. situations we still hear 911 calls a lot. Yeah. Yeah, what is this higher degrees? What? Are you a human? I'm not. It detected you. It could tell I was a sociopath. Yeah, I was hoping it would give me like a breakdown of what some of those benefits are there's women of the moose yeah she's a woman of the moose yeah so they like to uh play cards mm-hmm moose heart rewards new member orientation tommy moose Safe surfing. Interesting. I mean, it's kind of interesting that they're so involved in children. The Elks do charity work, yeah. I had family in the Elks Lodge. I mean, isn't it a fraternity too, then? Um, I don't... I guess, but... that I've been to meetings and stuff. It was just like... Hey, where what are we spending this week? What what events do we have coming up? Okay, you're over that and you're over that. And if yeah. we got all of our work done, then we can start drinking and playing pinochle. So the elves, we are a fraternal order with more than 750,000 members and 150 year plus history. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't think there was anything weird about that Elks Lodge. 
No, and there's probably nothing weirder. I think the moose and the elks are identical, to be honest. Yeah. It's just some people like elks better and some like mooses better. Yeah, probably. They just like the shape of the horns better. Yeah. There's just this argument, you know, like, which one's better? <laughs> which one has sharper pointier horns? <laughs> I mean, that would be an elk. Oh. A moose is a flat horn. I know. <laughs> which one's more majestic when frolicking through the forest? <laughs> yeah. What, right? Frolicking. What do moose ladies do? Are they the girls in the eyes wide shut that stand there in the circle? Yeah. Yep. With no clothes on? Those are the, <laughs> the moose ladies. That, that's all right. These don't have nothing on. Wait, what are we called again? Theta Rho Pi. Theta Rho Pi. I mean, you know what, what horrified me? Is do you guys remember the shooter in Nashville? That was like this past year. Yeah. They released that body cam footage and it was traumatizing. I got yes, PTSD just from watching that body cam footage. Like if you're if you're not gonna release a 911 call or body cam footage, let it be that one. Yeah. I mean, come on. That that and they released that, and you could see so much. You could see everything. Yeah, you could just see everything. everything. So for them not to come out with this 911 call just kind of blows my mind but yeah it's shady they release things where they want the public to hate somebody or hate a situation or be swayed a certain way and then in other situations where they don't want you to be swayed a certain way they hide it yeah it, it's yeah. just not okay in my opinion like I agree. give us everything or give us nothing which i don't want you to give us nothing just give us everything no i think it needs to be give us everything every time Period. Yeah. I think that's how our justice system was built. That's how our justice system should work. And like. But I think these... there needs to be a website you can go to get it, not be scrolling through Twitter and see it without wanting to. Yeah. Like there's this place you can go to see it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I agree with you. I think our justice system was built to be transparent and people that gag it and. Uh, hide it are doing a disservice. I really, really, really believe it's doing a disservice to our country, but you know, to it each is, their own. It is about them setting the narrative. That's exactly what it is. It's it's them setting a narrative for a particular case, and I don't agree with it at all. I think it's wrong. Yeah, I agree. Like, if they're talking about not wanting people to sway a jury, they're swaying a jury more than anybody. They're the worst offenders of it. Yeah. Yep. And that is and whoever he, is controlling this information. And even if they know that he's guilty, like Brian's the guy, I feel like we should we need to go out of our way to convict fair. Yeah. A hundred percent completely fair. Like, in the Idaho 4 case, I don't know how Tolson got brought over to that case, but, like, wow, what an awful decision. Whoever made that decision with an active investigation into him and an active uh, lawsuit, internal investigations, like, man, what an awful decision. 
So Ron John said, I think it is because there's not a 911 call for the crime. They called 911 and reported an unconscious person. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think they would have released it even if it was. Now, obviously, there's no way to know that good when night. I say that. Good night, Kimmy. Yeah, good good night. I think we're getting off here in just a minute, but there's no way to know that. They would have let it they would have released it if it was directly having to do with the body, but I don't see why the narrative for the call changes whether they release it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that should matter, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Chief Rice basically said as much. Yeah, I know he said it, the call, like what the call was about. I understand that it was what the call was about. And it, the person that called in, they were trying to keep them hidden. But again, why? Why? It's not related to their actual endings, okay? Yeah, but that's that's a matter of opinion. Yeah, I mean... Because maybe they... people who, at that time, they didn't know who the killer was. And killers like to notoriously be close to the crime. We've seen it proven time and time and time and time again where serial killers put themselves really close to the crime and offered to help in the investigation, offered to help in canvassing, uh, tried to implant themselves into these police stations during the investigation. So in my opinion, that should have been released, you know? Oh, Eric coming through with the super sticker. All right, man. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. That is awesome. And we're super stoked that you're here. Yeah. And I understand. Like, I, I do understand that. But in my opinion... I think all evidence is important information, all of it, all of it. I think that picking and choosing which bits work is a very scary slope that can turn into a case that you're doing this on. You know what I mean? A case that you're doing this on. I was waiting for someone to respond to that that picture saying that we were Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Eric. We we appreciate that. And we just hope to to bring fair conversation, fair, open conversation. We want people to be able to come here that look, if you're one of those people that are super conspiracy minded, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. The only time something becomes wrong or not okay is when you're harming another person, whether it's emotional harm, physical harm, um, mental 
uh, any type of mental harm, like nothing like that's okay. Right. So if your opinion does something like that, uh, there's probably a different way that you could conduct yourself. But we wanted to create a platform where everyone feels comfortable, literally every theory, every idea, all comfortable here hanging out. That's funny you say that because I was about to say that's the last thing we should talk about real quick is do you think there's any weight to there having been a 911, a first 911 call around that time? Because there's other I've seen this said in multiple different places that people think there was a 911 call maybe from Kaylee's phone, one of the victims um, in those early morning hours. So. There is no way to know, okay? Um, a lot of people keep bringing up this idea of the stingray and thinking that FBI could be behind that. I will tell you guys that with a $20 tool off of Amazon, I could do the same thing a stingray would do by interrupting service. So. Could somebody be as knowledgeable as I am in the wireless industry and build that $20 item that interrupts phone service because they know they're going to commit a crime? Yeah, they could. That's realistic. That is not tin hat far out theory. It takes 20 bucks and a couple, a little bit of rewiring to attach a big enough battery to offer a wide enough uh, frequency to interrupt cell phone signals. So could something like that have happened? Yeah. Yeah. You think they're rescuing the case? A lot of people, you know, I've seen um, some people say that it's interesting that the FBI are surrounding each of the main glaring issues in the case. The IGG, um, the cell phone pings. And also the car, the fact that they identified the car, apparently they're the ones that messed up that it was supposed to be this year to this year. Is it the FBI or is it Moscow PD putting off blame on the FBI? I think it's Moscow putting off blame on the FBI. Me personally. Because you have to, you have to remember that law enforcement have their own set of politics and a lot of times, local PDs do not like FBI in on their case, from what I know. And which that is strange, man, because the FBI has entire science wings behind them. So, yeah, but when the fed co feds come in, you got to do everything to the T by the book is usually what the thing is. Um is is they don't like them in on the case because it's just politics within law enforcement. That's just what I know from what I know. That but sounds like a whole bunch of dumb ego. It does. It does. Absolutely. Because the goal should be justice. Yeah. We get the guy that committed this crime. And if I want to get it done quicker and the FBI is offering help, then I'm going to be like, cool, please help me get this guy. Yeah, I think Steve G would have told us also if there was a 911 call, but I am hearing this that there was a 3 a.m. hang up call. Now, was that two 911? I don't know. 
Not sure. And and somebody, how how did this rumor even get started? You know, somebody asked me about uh, Signal, and yeah, Signal's supposed to be untraceable. There's a few of them that are supposed to be untraceable, and it it you have your own number through there, and it's ran through like Wi-Fi and a, a, a data connection that's not through your cell phone. It's it's through the internet. Is that is that what you're meaning? That's a good point, Jay Ray. That maybe Payne just stretched the statements of the FBI. I mean, but how could he be stretching and getting the car wrong? And Payne saying that he called up a cast member and the cast member verified that Payne got the cell phone data correct. What? Are you serious? There's no way, dude. No one could could create a triangulation map from a call. Not possible. No way. I'm telling you. For at least 18 months when I first got hired in the cell phone industry, you guys, I had no idea which way was up. It is so much information. Different frequencies. Tower regulations, tower distances, tower heights, uh, strengths, the how those different connection signals vary from manufacturer to manufacturer, what some of the flaws are in each and every phone. Sometimes it's manufacturer flaw. Sometimes it's a, a device flaw. Like d there are so many different factors. So I do not believe that's being honest at all when Payne is like, yeah, I called up my my homie at cast uh, through the FBI and he verified that I did the cell phone triangulation. Correct. Not possible. Not possible. <laughs> Promise. Hundred percent. It is not possible. Yeah. Mm hmm. So there's a live poll, you guys. Um we had a request to do this poll asking how many perps you think committed this crime. If you would like to vote, get the vote in now. Are you voting? I don't think it'll let me vote. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here, you can use my vote. It's okay. It's okay, but make sure you guys hit that like button. And here, I need to make sure I post this real quick while we're getting that vote in. This is important, super important, super, super, super important. Good night, Chief. Me personally, I think it's two, but I think, I mean, that's just what makes mm, sense to me. Yeah, maybe. I I have a, a really hard, I am not someone who is very good at committing to a crime, a situation, anything like that without understanding what those factors are. Those factors mean everything because I'm a person that believes it could go any direction, any way, any time from any amount of people. And those, uh, those details mean everything, mean everything. 
Oh, you know what we need to start doing is using the live Q&A thing where people can submit questions specifically. Yeah. So yeah. there's a chat and then there's questions. Yeah. Hey, and for those of you real quick, we have a Discord and we posted the Discord. And I want everyone to understand Discord is free. Oh, there is no promotion. There is no marketing. There is no anything. It is just a discord where it is a group chat that we post like some of our upcoming uh, videos that are coming out there. Sometimes we have questions and talking and chatting and theorizing around cases, not just the Idaho four, but cases. I know we stream about Idaho four quite a bit, but we cover a whole bunch of cases. You guys, at least five a week so hop on there if you're a true crime fan this would be a great place for you uh to come hang out with us and hang on one second here one more jeff sent us a bunch of pictures of linda lane showing where the cameras are oh i'm gonna look into those thank you so sure. much yeah jeff you're the just, man i was just looking at them this is pretty extensive this is a lot of pictures yeah 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 with jlr all thanks to jlr jlr cracks me <laughs> up man he's a funny guy why do people think discord's the destroyer of worlds discord is just a chat who said destroyer of worlds right here franklin it, it's just a chat like think old school aol messenger yeah like it, it is it's, it's aol messenger but in a group setting it's awesome it's awesome it's free i don't know why there's this narrative that it costs money because it absolutely doesn't cost any money to join ours maybe some people require you, payment to be able to gain access to their discord but ours is totally 100 yeah, free yeah 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 uh, there is no illusion that they're private. They're not private. It's a group chat. Yeah. Now there are private DMs. Yep. Uh, but yep. it is everybody that's a part of that can see it. May, maybe content creators make mistakes in in their Discord and say things that they probably shouldn't. Uh, but we, man, I'm very business minded. You guys, ask her. Like that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Well, I know that there was some drama with a major YouTuber who apparently did things in Discord that were really inappropriate with younger fans. Oh, um, so I know, I know that's an issue, but it, there's an issue anytime people are getting inappropriate like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I mean, it, there's no, I, I think Discord's wonderful as long as, you know, the creator is a good person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just saying. For sure. Like agreed. I, I agree. It, it really all of it in there is just sharing information about true crime, uh having some laughs. Yep. Posting things, sharing things. Um it's basically just like another social media, but just like I hours. I see it more as an alert feature, you yeah. know. Um and uh it yeah, it, it's just a way to get free alerts that things it, are coming up, things are going, that we're about to release a video. You know what I mean? What? No, I don't have a dog. What? No, no dogs. Yeah, I think it's all in how you either. use it. Just like any social media, it's all in how you use it, period. 
Always. Yeah, ours isn't drama. No, there's no drama in there. And honestly, we don't allow drama in any of our platforms. Yeah, I thought right that our email is contact dot riot at gmail bam 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 okay let's take a look at this poll yeah what do we got oh my three gosh. or more jeez okay so so far so far we got 34 votes uh there's two over 200 of you guys watching so Anybody who's not paying attention to chat, who's just listening, there's a poll up asking how many perps you think committed this crime. I'm going to close the poll in just a minute, so get your vote in quick. Quick, 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 quick. I'm kind of surprised by the results, but I guess yeah. I shouldn't have been. Maybe not. I don't I don't know. I Look, I think it's one of two options, okay? This entire thing. It's either Brian the mainstream storyline. And the only reason I think that's even a possibility is because there's always a possibility the defense, I mean, the prosecution really does have evidence that's going to end him. You know what I mean? That they know for sure that he's the guy. They aren't willing to come out and just share it. And uh, it, if there's evidence that comes out that is 100% like here's a camera of him walking up to the house, then uh, I would have a hard time not believing it was him. But if it's not him, then the only other option is pre-PCA, those texts in the 4chan theory. If you guys haven't watched the 4chan theory video right here. Hang on. Do you think there's frats out there that you have got to watch this because that the texts on 4chan are pre PCA and they knew things. What? I was just going to say, um, do you think that there's even a chance that there's frats out there that really do do human sacrifices? Yeah, I do. I think I I don't know about frats like, like college, college frats. You're thinking like I don't know about that. Yeah, not college frats. Mm -mm. I don't know about that. But there are maybe societies that do like yeah. secret groups. Yep, yep, probably, probably. probably. There's some weird. There's some weird info out there that I found before that looked like there was. Yeah. It was in another country, though. It wasn't in the United States. One lookout and two perps. I think that's a realistic <laughs> yeah, it's possibility. Called hazing. I mean, hazing is absolutely a huge issue. And um, we have a video. You know, Fortune uh, Part 2 is going to be coming out very, yep. very, very soon. And we're going to get into more of that. We're, we're, we're diving deeper into these things. Yeah. We are. Absolutely. All right, everybody, and that is it. That is it for the True Crime Talk Show. Jerry, I'm going to have to send you something because uh, you said, how did you know? I'm going to have to send you something <laughs> that I found a while back. I am going to do what I never did in the beginning. Make sure you guys check out uh, our show on Spotify, Apple, Google, 
all the podcast platforms. We have two of them. We have the True Crime Talk Show and we have Thought Riot True Crime and Criminal Culture Podcast, where we talk about some of our experiences from our past, uh, criminal involvement, and uh, true crime from a criminal point of view. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. We'd love any input, comments, ratings, likes, feedback. We appreciate all of you. And you are yeah. all awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's end this poll really quick. Okay. End One, it. two, three. End it. End. It's supposed to. Okay. So there's the results, guys. So 72% had three or more. One uh, for one person is 13%. For two people is 13%. Interesting. That's very interesting. Hit that like button on the way out, you guys. We would appreciate that a whole bunch. And we appreciate all of you and all of your brains and thoughts for yeah. letting those thoughts riot and theories and opinions. We love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. Thank you all. And to all a good night. And to all a good night. See you See next you time. See you later. Bye.